so, okay, I mean, I was just telling Adeline this. I'm trying to figure out a joke. And I just want to crowdsource this. Oh, God. Not I've got this some, again. I've got <laughs> some, like, different bullet points that I'm trying to connect the dots between, and I'm not quite there yet, right? Okay, so bidets. Yes. If you use a bidet... No one love them. You end up with a wet-ass ass. It's true. Right? And... If you add, like, if you were to say wet-ass asshole instead, you could rope Waluigi Don't in Don't say that. it like that. So, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to connect the dots between WAP and bidets and Waluigi into, like, a concise tweet, maybe. If any of you guys have any ideas. Mm-hmm. There's a con- there are stars in the galaxy, and I'm trying to make a picture in between. All right, so here's your points. Okay. Wop, bidets, uh-huh. and what was, what's the last <laughs> and one? Waluigi. And Waluigi. <laughs> when you use a so bidet. So we got to string these bad boys together. When you use a bidet, you've got a wet-ass <laughs> ass. The love triangle of our dreams. And if you say it like you say wap, <laughs> it comes out wah. That's, that's the conceit here. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to, like. Okay. I need like a crucible. I'm willing for. I want you guys to be the crucible through which a good joke comes out of this. Wait, are we connecting another dot to the crucible? No. Brevity <laughs> is the soul of wit. I hate to break this to you. I guarantee. I could literally probably Google and bring it up on YouTube or Twi- TikTok right now that Wa- <laughs> Waluigi singing WAP is absolutely a hundred percent a thing. But it's not it's about the joke bidets. that's been already made. It's not about You're bidets right. though. That's my unique but spin on it. But if you just said, if you just said like hashtag Waluigi loves bidets because he loves that wah wet what? ass asshole, <laughs> like that's all I got for you because that's just what the joke is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess it would be like Waluigi is pro bidets. Maybe I just maybe the Waluigi wah. thing is overcomplicating it. Maybe I just tweet just used a bidet got that wah. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's pretty and good. Then, that's and then good. just a picture of Waluigi. And you're like, you connect the dots yourself. Right, You right. get it. You know. <laughs> you know what's well, Do you say wah and then in parentheses what ass asshole or do you just let <laughs> people figure <laughs> no, it? No, I think it's, I think we get, I think we get Waluigi out of it. Just W-A-A. Okay. And that's funny on its own, right? Got that wet ass ass. <laughs> funny on its own. Uh, I don't, we're not a good sounding board for if it's Could you find a picture of Waluigi's ass? I think that would clear up all the miscommunications. Right, okay, maybe. I think that's what you need. If you could just get a tasteful image of Waluigi's ass, maybe put a bidet in there too. I feel like that would get too graphic, but just a tasteful Waluigi ass, I think that would do it. You know what, here's what I'm gonna tweet. Just Use right now. <laughs> a bidet, comma. Mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. so we're lying right off the bat. <laughs> right, got that capital W A A, and then I, maybe I put in parentheses wet ass ass. <laughs> what does the yeah. cover art of WAP even look like? Because we could just put Waluigi in there. WAP cover <laughs> art. Maybe you comment that. Then it looks kind of natural. Like, you're the one that's pointing out that it sounds like Waluigi, and it wasn't my idea. Oh, you want me to go in there and be like, hey, Jackson, have you considered something? I'm giving you the alley-oop, and I want you to dunk it, Adeline. 
For some reason, so it sounds some... like Waluigi singing this in my head. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some terrible news for you. I just Googled Waluigi cover art WAP, and there is someone's already beat us to it. Well, yeah. It's WAP, except Megan Thee Stallion's head is Waluigi. Right. So, so post um, that underneath. I just tweeted it. Hey, for the chat, the chat at home, everybody go like my good tweet I just made. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Adeline, you you dunk it. You do the alley oop, and uh, and then that's that. Fame and fortune, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Fame and fortune. <laughs> Ugh, my glory. I hope we this become is, famous and people like see me is. like this. <laughs> <laughs> Want this to be what I'm known for? Uh. I am just ripping this off of Google. I should maybe see if I could credit somebody. But they are just Kalui- there It's all stolen images. So do I right. need to credit the person who made it? Because the person who made it just stole images and put them together. So I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think taking okay. a transparent JPEG of Waluigi and putting it on top of WAP merits Photoshop art. credit. You don't get, uh, that's you really don't get to say. Art is art, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson. <laughs> But, People paint uh, white squares argument. and they sell for millions. Right, but if you did that, it would look exactly the same, right? We were already planning on it's doing true. that. That's my argument. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And that's what NFTs well, are, and I it's think. Like, what? Okay, can somebody explain to me what the fuck NFTs are? I've only seen Paris Hilton's Among Us OC, and that's all the context <laughs> I have for the whole thing. Like, that's all I got. It's Okay, so you know how Bitcoin is nothing? Yes. Imagine if Bitcoin was a picture instead. That's what an NFT is. Okay. But so they're stealing art and putting like a price point on it? Well, okay, okay. I'm not like an expert in this, but I have like a a good feel about it, which is that there's a lot of different controversies about NFTs, but one of them is... That anybody could just make one, so it is very easy for you to just steal some art and turn it into an NFT and sell it for a bazillion dollars. Yeah. Or at least Which try to sell happened, it for a billion dollars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because it has, like, sort of an inherent, like, computational weight value, like Bitcoin does. Like, the value of Bitcoin comes from power to farm it. And it's, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, an NFT is, like, a picture... Imagine it is, like, a picture you made out of Bitcoin. And... Okay. Usually, people are doing that of their own stuff. So, they could be like, here's an NFT. It's, like, a unique, one-of-a-kind thing that you can buy as if it were a piece of original art. And the difference between it and just a JPEG that you downloaded off Twitter is that it's made out of Bitcoin, so it's special, and there's only one of them. I only gave out one copy of this. Uh, and it okay. does have some, like, inherent monetary value in that. But just like Bitcoin, it is also literally just a currency made out of using energy, which is obviously quite bad for the environment. And anybody can do it. And it's also stupid. So those are the threefold yes. controversies. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> Unless I'm there are more. to your tweet now. Thank you, Adeline. I appreciate that. I'll okay, reply to your tweet now after you explain that to me. <laughs> now I will reply to your tweet. Accept an acceptable payment, <laughs> unlike Bitcoin. Right. I had to pay the troll toll. 
of having <laughs> NDAs, not NDAs, whatever the fuck, NFTs. Yeah. Don't ask me to explain what Bitcoin, where it gets its value from or like what it actually is because I'm still really hazy on that, but... Bitcoin as far as value. I know, it's like getting money from other people's online transactions or something. I don't no, think you get like it, it gets its value from people loving Elon Musk. Like the more well, you love Elon Musk, the <laughs> I mean more that's kind of true. It counts. There, mm-hmm. That's that's that. <laughs> if you love Elon Musk, you'll be more, you'll be richer. That's just the, those are the facts of life. I don't um, know what to say. You know what I've been thinking about a yeah. lot the last few days. Mm-hmm. Is we all hate Elon Musk, right? Fuck Elon Musk. That's the common yeah. refrain. We're all very mad at Elon Musk all the time. Yeah, I'll British flip him off right now. When it <laughs> when it comes to evil billionaires, Elon Musk is kind of the least evil of them, right? Because he's constantly campaigning to save the planet and has an electric car company that's quite successful, right? But he's a huge asshole about it and yeah, steps on people on exactly. the way there. Well, but here's the thing. All billionaires <laughs> are assholes. It's kind of inherent to the whole premise. The only thing about Elon Musk yeah. is that he's annoying on Twitter, right? That's the only reason to well, hate him more than anybody else. Well, because it's like it's like the Joker. He has become this figurehead for neckbearded right. assholes who just think that being smart. It's the whole Rick and Morty thing. People who think that being right. smart and be and having money is cooler than being nice to people or treating people with any kind of respect. Because we could just fuck it. We could just go to Mars. It's like right. that. That's why he sucks so bad. But he's also dating Grimes, and I still have no fucking clue how that works. Right. But yeah, Grimes is a class traitor. All other billionaire CEOs. Yeah, she really fucking is, though, right? (laughs) But, like, all other billionaire CEOs are destroying the planet anonymously, right? Yeah, true. And we don't don't dunk on them constantly. Well, except for Elon Musk. (laughs) Except for, well, I mean, yeah, except for Elon (laughs) Musk, who's, like, actively trying not to ruin the planet more than any other of them that I can think of. Like if there's like no, a, he's trying to actively ruin the planet so that we can go to Mars. That's you not true. He's, he's, like, he's not only profitable the electric car company. <laughs> no, have you seen all the stuff about those cars? All the electric self-driving Tesla cars that just like fucking plow into other cars or plow into intersections to get whoever's trying it fucking no. killed, and then they cover all that shit up so nobody knows about it. Well, here's the thing. This is you actually very. Stuff? This is actually very fascinating. Uh, yes. Because that was like the biggest engineering problem with the self-driving car right is literally like that trolley problem where they're like what kind of algorithm could we possibly ethically make to determine if there's a situation where it kills the drive if there's like some sort of horrible circumstance it can either kill the driver or kill somebody else what do you do and like Mm -hmm. first of all like basically what they decided on was that you just let the consumer decide. So when you, if you get, there aren't really commercially (laughs) available. Yeah. There aren't really commercially available self-driving cars, but like the, like whatever you call like the beta, the like testing models, there's just like a screen where it can be like, pick a number. How many people do you want your car to kill before it kills you? And (laughs) like in the event of a horrible accident, not just automatically, (laughs) but (laughs) you get, to the car, how many people would you like to kill? Right. One, four. 
But it's I just mean, fascinating. That I think it's a fascinating, in like, engineering problem. Anyway, the my one point that is... I saw, the problem that I saw... No, shut up. The point that I saw with the self-driving car was not, like, it was, like, hit person or drive into a pole and die. It was literally, like, there was, like, a traffic jam or something, and, like, they, like, turned left, and there was just a snowplow there, so they just, like, drove directly into the snowplow and killed the person was, like, what the problem was. It wasn't, like, it wasn't the trolley problem scenario where it's, like, right. what do you do? Kill the person in the car? Kill the person outside the car? It wasn't that. It was just straight up the car being, like, not ready to be on the road well, yet, right. and people died because of it. Yeah. My point is... Is that I think so Elon Musk standing Elon Musk no. Jackson. My point is I think Elon Musk gets a disproportionate amount of hate considering the circumstances only because he's annoying. It's just weird for me to think about. It's because he chose to get a Twitter. He chose to make his fucking. <laughs> he chose to icon be annoying. He's just annoying. You can just say it. Alchemist. He, he chose. That, that was his choice. You can just say he's annoying. He That's that the decision. only thing. And he's number one. He's at the top. The tippity top. It's true. He took Jeff Bezos' spot, and I, I also don't like Jeff Bezos, so. <laughs> right. Didn't he, like, get fired from Tesla, though? What happened with all of that? Uh, no, I don't think so. That was, like, he got, like, kicked off the board of directors. This was forever ago. It feels like ten years ago now. It was probably, I mean, like, two that's, years ago. that's the sort of thing that just happens in weird corporate. Was yeah. that Tesla or Actual SpaceX? Ones. Mm. Oh, Elon was also the guy who keeps giving money to coups and saying he has the authority to dictate uh, other governments because right, he has money. Right, right, So that's another thing. <laughs> just right. like Star Wars. But that's just billionaire like shit. That's what billionaires do. <laughs> yeah, billionaires suck, man. Jackson, I don't understand the stance that you're taking. Why can't the answer just be they all suck? Why are you saying he doesn't suck I'm as much saying... as others? Why can't it be they all suck? I'm so, I am. They all suck. It's just that Elon Musk gets all the flack because he's annoying, and we ignore all the other ones. We this is what I'm more. Give him a free pass. No, I'm not. no, 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 no. This is what I'm hearing: is that we need to be giving more billionaires yes. more flack. Yes, and we, we directed we all to Elon Musk because he's annoying, and that's not we a crime. Keep going with the equal amount Elon Musk has already been getting, but then up it to match all of the other billionaires. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. And see, because Jeff Bezos doesn't have a Twitter where he makes an icon <laughs> anime characters that he likes with his girlfriend. Right. I guess his ex-wife now, but you know. Oh, really? Oh, God. Jeff Bezos. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, all up, I'm up to date on the Grimes, Steve. <laughs> I, what if Grimes was just also dating Jeff Bezos? <laughs> is Gri- okay, wait. Girl. Is Grimes music good? Do we like Grimes music? I don't think I've ever heard it before. It's not... It's not bad. It's kind of like Halsey-esque. Okay. And kind of the same controversy around Halsey, because I've also heard that Halsey isn't a great person. But she's like very much, very much an alternative type of person, and that it makes no fucking sense because she's dating a billionaire and had his kid, question mark? I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's she's a class traitor. Let's uh, talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So hey, what? Hey, There's what's just up? No other way to phrase it. What's up, chat at home, <laughs> listeners, viewers, beloved audience? My name is Jackson McMurray, uh, Thunder Lord and Cloud Breaker and Sky Killer McMurray. Star Killer. My name is Adeline. Uh, Palpatine should have stayed dead. And uh, actually, my dad's also Palpatine, but my dad's also Palpatine's dad, who's Palpatine, but a clone of Palpatine's dad. So it's actually Palpatine, and then he's my dad, and his dad is also Palpatine. But so then the clone machine is also kind of my dad, McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. Long live the Republic. 
Uh, I'm Elon DJ Hernandez, I guess. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> yeah! Pump it up, Elon. Or, or DJ as in, I'm going to sell you to the First Order. Right. Was that a joke about the cat headphones I put on you, or was that a joke about Last Jedi? Double. Double entendre. Um, so, we are here, finally. We've been running through Star Wars for more than a year at this point. Um, right? Because when we did Force of... Or when we did Phantom Menace, it was with Anna, and that was... Ten years ago? It Yeah, it was about a year ago, because it was around the same... It was, like, March. I had, like, just moved back home for the pandemic. For the, mm-hmm. s- the spring pandemic. Love the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I remember her. <laughs> just Springtime like, with the pandemic. Plug it away. Just shake her off. Yeah. <laughs> it was March 22nd, 2020, was when the first one was published on Spotify. Well, the first Star Wars. Phantom War. Menace. Yeah. yeah. The first Star War ever. Um, but <laughs> how weird is it that we consistently fucked up every part of dealing with a pandemic here in the United States. But we're, like, absolutely killing it with the vaccine right now. Like, it's like we'd spent the entire gymnastics routine just, like, tripping over ourselves and, like, just making an absolute asshole of ourselves and then did the most beautiful, gorgeous flip at the end (laughs) and stuck the landing. Well, it's because it's an easy fix. You just do it once and you're good. It's not a commitment. Right, yeah. wearing a mask is and... (laughs) Americans won't make commitments. Elon is literally an expert on this, so. You are? He's been testing people. Oh, you talk. No, I mean. Grinding. I mean, what what I'll say for myself is I'm a, I I work as a contact tracer right now at a. um, Oh, really? At a university in Spokane. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't personally, I'm not doing anything medical, but I'm around for a ton of stuff. Like I recently was, um, you know, around, I was part of um, kind of the staff that was doing a vaccine clinic out of right. um, a, a place on campus. Um, it was really interesting. Like the National Guard was there to help with it. And it, it went really well. It was really well run, uh, like two day thing that we did of like the first dose. And then in a couple weeks, like first like week of May, we'll have those folks back for their second. Um, so I've just, I've been around to see it. I've been vaccinated myself. Right. So I've been in other clinics to see how things are going there. And it's <clears> been like really impressive how it's been going, but also just like being a person who's also just had an excuse to like really read a lot about like what the CDC's posting right. and just uh, trying to be as well informed as I can so that in conversations with you know people uh, if there's a need to I can kind of draw from all of that you know because people mm-hmm. have a lot of questions and sometimes right. it's just good to have as much of a uh, sometimes even beyond of a basic understanding so that you can try to make people relax a little bit with right. um, with kind of grounded stuff like that. So, um, but no, yeah, I think I, I totally agree. Adeline, I, it, I think we're, we're killing it in this phase because this is what we've been like, like ever since we got the inkling of, Oh, we're going to just like work like literally in warp speed to get this thing made. Right. And then mm-hmm. this will be, then this will be the deliverance basically. Um, but we're in that weird in between phase where like, we're doing really well and we're like racing against time to do it. But we have this whole other thing where, like, even if you are fully vaccinated, um, you know, obviously you're still recommended to still do a lot of the safety guidelines. You're mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Yeah. all of a sudden immune entirely. Vaccinated um, club. 
Yeah. Get so. my, halfway. It's. I almost forgot to say this. It's a good thing we're doing this on Wednesday because my second vaccine appointment is on Friday morning. So I would have been oh, doing no, a podcast, that been bad. like actively <laughs> becoming sick. Wow, oh, no, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to do. Because yeah, it was for the. Which podcast was it that you were sick for? Oh, it was Godzilla. Maybe. I think it was. It was I think it was the one after Godzilla. What was it? I don't remember. I had a lot to Maybe. say, though. Oh, it was Snyder Cut. It was the Snyder Cut podcast. It was Snyder Cut. I stayed up all... I spent a lot of time watching that thing. I was not going to be sitting out on that podcast. Yeah, you committed six hours of your time to watching different versions of Justice League. You weren't going to let the vaccine yeah, you. Really did. I'm not going to make that time waste. It took me like three days to watch that thing. I mean, I enjoyed it. It right. was a good time, but, you know, it's just like, I don't have time. I got to go to sleep. Me and one of my roommates went one sitting. We just sat the fuck down and nailed it. Actually, I watched the first half of it and then got up for a snack, and my roommate was like, oh, are you watching that? And I was like, yeah, we could just start it over if you want. So I did end up watching about five and a half hours of Snyder Cut in one sitting. I forgot oh. to say that on the podcast. <laughs> anyway. That's wow. so much Snyder uh, Cut. <laughs> but, uh, okay. The point, though. Star Wars, right? Mm. The only Jedi. Love it, love it. The uh, only Jedi. And, there's only one of them. Well, yeah, that's the premise. You know, usually Star Wars, there's a lot so of Jedi. So guys, imagine. But this movie presupposes. There's just one of them. Uh. And this is, you know, it's one that we are excited and nervous about at the same time, I think. <laughs> yes. I think we have pretty strong feelings about Last Jedi that run in mostly the same direction. I think, I don't want to speak for you, but I think Keisha's a little bit more lukewarm on this movie than the rest of us are. But I think everyone here is mostly pro-Last Jedi. We're a Last okay. Jedi fam. I'm well, because so you and me, Jackson, have a history of talking about Star Wars on episodes that have fucking nothing to do with Star Wars. Right. So I think we've both individually already kind of said what we wanted to say about right. The Last Jedi. But now we've opened ourselves up to be disagreed with, so now we're <laughs> doing that. Right. I was going to say, now we're doing it with a chat and people listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The last time I didn't like Mank that much, I got so much flack. Wait, say again, Keisha? The last time I didn't like Mank very much, I got a lot of flack from that. So we'll see you how did. it goes you today. Really That's because you, it took you like three that hours. That wasn't you not liking Mank. That just was you say, not saying things. Your, 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 your you, stance, kept, you kept prodding me. You kept prodding was, me. If you don't like historical Hollywood movies, you might like this one. But you spent like an hour trying to just say that you don't you got, like... Because you kept wanting you me to admit the opposite. Yeah. You kept wanting me to admit the opposite. I wasn't going to. I was okay. going to stand firm in my decision. Right. You were like, you won't watch the movie. It's like, okay, then you want the movie. You watch yeah, it. Okay, we can't keep relitigating old podcast bits. Mm-hmm. This is bad content. Okay. Uh, You're bad content. So, uh, where am I going with this? The Last Jedi. I have... So, I have... Yes. A couple of different takes on why exactly this movie became the weird cultural atom bomb that it was. I think mm. the biggest one is just that it was the first one that came out in the Trump administration. I really just kind of think that's it. it 
Yeah. I think that's probably like the first 75% of why it became such a weird flashpoint in culture. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I think it is a, a, a movie that is kind of transgressive and, you know, the, there are there are like particular there are like reasonable things that people don't like about this movie. Right. Like just the idea it's like if you want Star Wars to be a simple story, you want it to be something that you can just enjoy and you don't have to think too hard about that can just be comfortable then you probably don't like this yeah. movie very much. Good things good, think bad things bad. Yeah. And keep keep it that way. <laughs> this movie is like going really far out of its way to dissect that, but I think if this movie had come out in late 2015, I think it would have been divisive, but I don't think we would have made a big deal about it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, people would have been like, oh, I kind of hated it. And we'd be like, what? No, it's great. And they'd be like, oh, I don't know. I just don't like it when they're when they're making Luke look bad or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, come on, mm-hmm. though. And that would be it's what it would be like. It would be fun. It would yeah. be like a fun time and we'd be ribbing each other. Like it was with The Force Awakens because people were kind of divided on Force Awakens too, but we yeah. all had a good time with it. I truly think it's just a matter of, like, the culture changing around these movies so quickly that it's hard to keep up with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think it does, It has to deal with, of course, the Trump administration and then just how internet culture has changed and stayed the exact same way it's always been, kind of, right. of like, especially post-Snyder Cut. It very much was... It, I feel like this was just at the forefront of, like, fans being entitled to what they want mm-hmm. out of media and, like, how we discussed. And so, like, then Lisa's the last guy. Yeah, being, like, I think so, that... So, like, this didn't deliver to me exactly what I want. And because we're already talking about other things that didn't give me what I wanted, I feel right. explicitly, like, entitled to be like, this sucks shit. I want what I wanted. Because we were already kind of mm-hmm. having that conversation right. just in media. I think so it's also think, a little yeah, bit... it really was just... I, it really was just a shitstorm of everything. Right. They're gonna be like, "This is gonna change everything right. about Star Wars for no reason." And I think <laughs> well, it's also like one of the things that I think little, is fascinating. Oh. oh, go ahead, Keisha. Sorry, I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm that. just gonna say it's it's a little bit of like baby bear syndrome where the Force Awakens was too much like old Star Wars. It's not creative enough, and then the Last Jedi is this doesn't feel like Star Wars at all. Like right, your porridge is mm-hmm. too cold and your porridge is too hot. Like, what do you want? Right, yeah. Mix them together, mm-hmm. you little baby bear. <laughs> um, but I think, like, and, you know, we we act like those are the same person saying both of those things all the time. But that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. You know, like, you know, the Star Wars fandom yeah. is, uh, last time I checked, the planet. Every, yeah. every single person on the planet. <laughs> but, so, like, like, if you, uh, were, you know. if you as a movie creator, director, writer, producer, editor are responding to fan outcry, right. then you're going to just get opposite fan outcry the next time yeah. that you make a movie. And when and, I think and that happens right, really, exactly. really intensely. Uh, what I think is so fascinating about this movie, like, obviously, I, I don't want to spend, like, a huge amount of time talking about the, like, shitty bad faith takes that dudes on the internet have about this movie or, like, all the weird, like, c- sexist, racist nonsense that, like, this movie has sort of just become a weird epicenter for, but, like... Because mm-hmm. we all know it. We all know it. We all know it. We've all heard it a bazillion times, and we've talked about it on this podcast so much, just through our normal conversations, but, like, mm-hmm. what's so fascinating about this movie is that Disney did not seem to be anticipating that at all. 
Like, when this movie oh, was yeah. coming out, there was absolutely nothing that didn't seem like Disney was just really fucking proud of this movie and really excited about it, you know? Like, it really felt like they thought they fucking nailed it with this one. And they had, like, already approved Ryan Johnson to make a whole other trilogy of movies, which doesn't seem to be happening anymore. (laughs) It seems like he's making a Knives Out trilogy instead. But, like... I'm not complaining about that, though. Yeah, it's going to rule. I would honestly maybe rather he make a Knives Out trilogy than another Star Wars trilogy. But, (laughs) like, everything just pointed to Disney being like, we are blown away by Last Jedi. Like, we're so excited about how good this is. And then it came out and it just turned into this whole fucking thing that they clearly were not prepared for at all. Like, there are some movies Mm -hmm. where they kind of know it's not might not go over exactly the way people want. And, like, the marketing kind of reflects that. But, like, Disney felt like they were all in on this movie in a way that just has a has a sort of sweet dramatic irony to it looking back on it yeah and i mean and i mean yeah you could say that certainly yeah that like the the overall divisive reaction certainly wasn't the most ideal thing overall obviously you want more of one more positive than negative Mm -hmm. uh but i think even just from like a from a financial standpoint i mean like obviously this movie did not do force awakens numbers right um because i think that was just you know uh, not only was it was it great never going to yeah yeah it just you know the pro the moment it met the moment so well of of, you know have it having been you know so long since we've had star wars Mm -hmm. um but it it didn't do that shabby at the box office either like you know for all the divisiveness that it had and for you know as many people kind of speculate about kind of the underperformance of solo after that box office wise you know last jedi still made a lot of money which i think still at the end of the day uh was at least at some at, to some extent probably still affirming to them. Right. Yeah, the only the only Star Wars movie of the trilogy that truly like underperformed because when you look at like major film trilogies like that, there's kind of a trend which is that like if the first one makes a ton of money, the second one's going to make slightly less money and then the third one's going to make the most money, right? That was true of the original Star Wars, that was true of the prequels, that was true of the Lord of the Rings movies, even the Hobbit movies. Like, there's sort of a, a trend you follow with these big, like, cinematic trilogies. Um, and, you know, Force Awakens broke the domestic box office world record. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is... I It is... It's so weird to think back to that moment in time because it was the kind of movie... go back to that. Yeah, but it was just, like, the kind of movie that, like, literally everybody went to go see it was like mm-hmm. filling out the census it was like a civic duty <laughs> <laughs> you know like it just felt yeah, like it was a new star wars yeah it felt yeah. like it was your responsibility as a citizen to like take part in the social fabric of the country from then on it was to know who kylo ren was you know yeah um, <laughs> but like and so obviously you know the second one wasn't going to do those numbers but and then the third one, by that time, between that and whatever controversies had around, arisen around Rogue One and Solo 2, I think there's, like, by the time the third one came out, even if it were good, I think that there would, there was just a, a fatigue with the whole thing. Like, not even necessarily the movies themselves, but just the space in which the, the like, cultural discourse had gone like we were all just sick of thinking mm-hmm. about it and sick of talking about it like talking about star wars had become so exhausting that people just didn't show up for the third one 
nearly as much. So that's the thing. Like, normally, the third mm-hmm. one makes the most money, but this one made the least money. It, like, performed the worst as of the three. it deserves. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just fascinating. <laughs> it's, like, a, a true, like, upset. And I think that that is sort of the reason that Star Wars is sort of rethinking their whole thing right now. Because, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, pivoting to TV, like, really hard. Um, and there are still movies coming out. The Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron movie, whatever that is, is still on the on the docket and should be coming out sometime in the next, I don't know, four years. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Patty Jenkins had, like, just seen or had, like, just signed on to that to do that movie, like, less than a week before they, like, announced it. Like, the legend goes that Patty Jenkins, like, <laughs> signed that contract, and the next day they took her out to the desert and made her talk about, like, airplanes or whatever <laughs> for that weird little featurette they showed at the <laughs> Disney Expo. And, like, that oh, was yeah. that. Like, the movie had, like, not even come close to being started, but they just had Patty Jenkins be like, yeah, I'm thinking about planes a lot lately for this movie and you know i think the movie's gonna like be a lot about planes definitely but like space planes like star wars planes i know what it's about <laughs> they're like there it is <laughs> i know what star wars is. um i just think it's fine no yeah looking at the chat i still have not seen episode nine and i know it inside and out it feels like at this point um, <laughs> but i still haven't seen it but I'm, it's an experience i will watch it for it the is podcast an experience. yeah um, it's an out-of-body experience. Here's what I'm hoping for. Here's <laughs> here's the experience I'm hoping for when I watch Rise of Skywalker. I, yeah, uh-huh. I think um, I've already, like, been through my grieving process with it, right? Like, I've asked people about mm-hmm. it so many times, and I know everything that happens in it, and I know exactly what it is that I don't like ideologically about it, right? And I've been through that mm-hmm. process, and I'm not angry about it anymore, you know? And I mean, not that I, not that I am not angry about it anymore. I just mean like my, my, my passions yeah. aren't running high about it you anymore. You let the past I can die. just sit back and be like, yeah, I know. God, I wish that were me. Uh, but like, I, what I'm hoping is that like having, knowing that already, I could just be like, oh, yo, this movie uh, actually has super sick and good production design and cinematography like all these modern Star Wars do. Yeah. And it's that'll true. be the thing that carries me through, and I'll be, like, impressed by that. And I'll be like, ah, oh, sick. And I'll Guys, the last Jedi every other aspect have a good time. of the movie. We'll just not be disappointed yeah. by every other aspect, because I know yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we kind of have to do, I think what we should do, this is my pitch, okay. where we will do a, it'll be, like, a whole, it'll be a whole thing. It'll be, like, Star Wars weekend. And we'll do a live commentary of Jackson watching the movie for the first time. Like, okay. commentary. Maybe, maybe, we keep thinking of things to put on our Patreon, and then we never put them on our Patreon, but, like, that would be a thing. Like, us, you watching it for the first time, like, commentary. Right. And then we will have the episode that, like, they're kind of adjacent. And then right, we'll have the yeah. episode where like we, de- where we talk it all out. <laughs> Right. We unload about. I feel like Rise that's something. I feel like that is uniquely something that people might actually pay for. I feel like when's Jackson gonna watch yeah. Rise of Skywalker has been a point of discourse among our fans lately. Um, yeah. Okay, but production design. We were talking about that. Right. This movie is probably number one of all of the Star Wars movies. Really? Absolutely, 100% is my opinion. I think Force Awakens is kind of unbeatable in that way. I think Force Awakens... Jackson, the red salt, Jackson! The The red red salt, salt, Jackson! Look, 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 look. Force Awakens... uh, uh, Last Jedi... I'm shocked! 
has, has great has great ideas in it. The salt, that guy who says salt, the red room with the lightsabers, the tree with Yoda, like all that shit fucking yeah. rules. But I think the literal physical set design and the way that Force Awakens feels is mm. like magic. I think this movie, like, the integration of the CGI with the practical stuff is, like, a little, little bit less satisfying to watch. I think Force Awakens... What about the first space battle, though? It's good. It rules. It's... It doesn't I, rule as I, much I, as I the... I cried. The, <laughs> with the, I got with the goosebumps bombs. and I cried, right. yes. Oh, I just yeah, think, Rose's sister dying yeah, is fucking... It's great. It, uh, this is not, so it's not a commentary on the quality of the story. It's just that I think that, yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the experience the <laughs> of watching Force Awakens is, like, a full-body experience for me. Like, every moment of that movie, I'm just like, this looks perfect. Like, this looks <laughs> mm-hmm. and feels real and whimsical. It's like being at Disneyland. It's like that sensation. It's just like... you And you can go to Disneyland and feel that. Too, yeah, so. it's like fully immersive yeah. and like magic and special to me. And I think Last Jedi just doesn't quite have that same amount of magic, I guess. I don't know. Do you feel that, wow. Adeline? I feel that. I think I agree with like, the, the ideas that we have of like the the salt planet with the white and the red and like that red yeah. room like all that stuff like so they have sick. amazing ideas and they execute them very well but yeah a lot of times we're just like standing in a ship and talking I as much as I people love to dunk on when we go to the planet to the rich people planet and have that thing like I I do really like that enjoy that story I do wish they cranked it up to eleven just a little bit yeah. more because like the black and white is so fun but like we're just in a building and then we're just in jail mm-hmm. and then like when we're talking to people we're just in a spaceship you know. Like, the ideas that hit home are amazing, but, like, right. with uh, with for, with Force Awakens, just, like, everywhere you are, you're like, oh, this is Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're on a, we're, like, when we're in the Millennium Falcon, we're like, we're in the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. And, like, when we're on, when we're on Jakku, you're like, ooh, Jakku, we're on Jakku. Like, every place <laughs> right. that you are just, like, has that, like, level of, like, oh, this is so cool. Right. Versus Last Jedi, where we have those moments of, like, oh, fuck, that's so cool. But then the rest of the time, we're just, like, in regular spaces doing things, yeah. you know? Mm. And I think that, like, the... So, like, what I think is indicative of that is, like, on the casino planet, on Cantobite, most of the guys are CG. Pretty much all the guys are CG. Like, that's the thing. Like, in the weird bar in Force Awakens, there are all these weird guys. And they're, like, mm-hmm. made out of metal and styrofoam and rubber and whatever, you know? And yeah, you're like, yeah. who are these guys? I want to know everything about every one of these guys. But, like... Yeah, I want all the stupid extended lore. <laughs> right. I want all of it. I want it. to know everything. That's, like, the magic of Force Awakens. Like, literally... Here's, here's the best way to put it, how great Force Awakens is visually. Literally every character with more than like two seconds of screen time in Force Awakens is a pop Funko. That <laughs> that's just the way it yeah. goes. I feel like the ratio of characters to pop Funkos is much lower for Last Jedi, and I think that's indicative of something. Are you talking about of Funko something? Pops? Yeah, Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. Pop, Funko. I don't know, pop yeah. Funkos. Pop Funko. I only have um Pip Funkos. Fuck Pimpos. I'm- <laughs> I only have a Jeopardy Funko Pops, so. Uh, do you have an Alex Trebek Funko Pop? I have two Alex Trebek Funko Pops, actually. That's really good, actually. Uh, I have one I've from the got, 80s. 
and one from now. Ooh. One from the, Wait. you have a pop Funko what? from the eighties. Uh, no, Go there's from like the 80s? it's like it's Alex Trebek in the eighties as a oh, oh, okay, got of got it. of <laughs> Alex Trebek's. Well, <laughs> Alex yeah. Trebek's. I said. I said Alex instead of 80s, and I just had to go along with what my mouth was doing. Uh, um. <laughs> but yeah, but but uh, I, this is a weird tone to start off with, because Keita doesn't like this movie as much, and Adeline and I love this movie, but we're the ones who are starting off weirdly critical of it. I don't know, whatever. I don't, um, yeah, you're the one who disagreed with me. I don't know what to say. I think... So, I was trying to start with my best foot forward. Right, yeah. Uh, it's just because I think what it actually is, Adeline, maybe we should talk a little bit off mic. Uh, Keisha, do you want to just hang up for a second? Just hang up and we'll talk without you for just a second. Is that real? No. Is that what you actually <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was going to do a bit, but you ruined it, so never mind. I was going to be sorry. like... I'm sorry, I didn't know. Adeline, I was going to do I, it, I was going to be like, from the top, from the top, from the from top. The top. <laughs> okay, start over, start over. Keisha, if you want to just just like hang up for a second, we're going to talk about you behind your back for a minute, okay? Okay, okay. Adeline, I think we should kick Keisha off the podcast because I just don't like her very much. Yeah. We did ask her to be on the podcast really explicitly, but I regret it a lot. Uh, Can we just like delete that text message and you think she would notice? I mean, we could just... (laughs) No, just like gaslight her. Like, we never invite you to be on the podcast. Just like delete the whole conversation. Elon, you can pitch in too. What are are your thoughts, Elon? Are you Keisha being on the podcast? Well, I mean, like, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think, the, I think the kid has some good traits, but uh, you know, I like think the energy is worse, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just really a toxic know. work environment. Okay, here's the thing: is you could never ask Elon because Elon and I have a kinship about how much we love, we love the How to Train Your Dragon series. <laughs> it has yeah. not been respected enough in any award circles, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's bias. Maybe we just split. You see what I'm talking about? The toxic energy. Yeah. It's just. Maybe we just split into two it. bespoke podcasts, like at yeah, the drive. Yeah, start my own podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> about how to train dragon and only how to train right. dragon. So, okay. And then we'll start our Last Jedi podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to continue talking about Last Jedi, this is all a bit, by uh-huh. the way. We like Keisha quite a lot. <laughs> I uh, like Keisha very much. <laughs> but. Uh, He's doing a great job. The thing about Last Jedi is because it's so controversial and because it's so polarizing, it feels like you sort of have to take the biggest possible stance, right? And like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I mean, I'm not immune to that. I've spent a lot of time being like, fuck you guys. Last Jedi <laughs> rules best Star Wars movie. I don't think that's actually how I feel. I think it's best like my third. Star Wars. <laughs> it's like my third or fourth favorite Star Wars. Anyway. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I, but like truly like, and as the years have gone on and as I've processed it that many different times, what I think this movie is, is I think it, like all the things that it is at its core are incredible. I think like the, the first, it has like a, a, a structure that is not as fun to watch the second time. Because it's got, like, a really slow burn building up to where all of the coolest shit is in the last 60 minutes, right? And the first yeah. the first hour and a half of the movie is all about slowly building you up for all the elements to come together for the best shit ever, 
at the end of this mm-hmm. movie, but when you're watching it the ninth time, like I am today, that like first hour and a half, you're like, uh, yeah, and they're making a plan, and he's talking I just to Holdo. Get to the coolest shit. And there's, you know, yeah. it's it's a little bit sort of transgressive in the sense that it's not structured like a big blockbuster like this usually is, where it's like they make sure to give you a fun like adventure action set piece every. 20 to 30 minutes, you know? Like, this movie goes a long time without one. It feels, like, really on Mm -hmm, purpose. mm -hmm. So that the last hour of the movie can be 100% dope action set pieces, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. We just scoot them all to the back, and then we're like, oh, one after another, let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And and that's just sort of my take. I think this is a movie that I have some problems with, but I just, I I genuinely love it. I feel like I love it unconditionally. It's like, but I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just rules. It kicks ass and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is wrong. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. My two big, like, my two big things that I really don't like about this movie is is that. The, pe- the pacing is weird. The This is one of those movies that's, like, genuinely the only way to watch this movie, to have it be, like, perfection, is to watch it for the first time in a crowded theater. Right. Like, that was... That was one of the best movie-going experiences I've ever had. Like, yeah. that and Endgame, I am so, so glad. Or Infinity War, not Endgame. I am so glad that, like, I had the chance to, like, see those, like, basically impact theaters. Right. Like, just with other people. Because that was so cool. Because that fucking moment when she drives the other ship through the ship and there's just fucking mm. silence in this packed theater yeah. is maybe there's just, no like, sound one of the... Yeah. It's just the coolest. It's so cool. And to have, like... It, it was like this ripple effect of like a moment of like right. silence and then to have people be like holy shit yeah. like was just it was it's the coolest experience it's the only way to do it i'll never experience that again yeah. but it was just it was so good i saw it and then and then yeah go ahead and then the next time you watch it you get all those problems where it's like i because i know what happens and i know all the things that happened yeah this just feels so slow getting to the like, really cool parts that I want to watch. She's going to jump into light speed into that Star Destroyer. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, I'm yeah. ready for it. I want it to happen. When's Yoda going to show up? Uh, <laughs> What's the stupid Yoda puppet going to show up? <laughs> but it's He's like, going to burn down the god tree. Yeah, I saw this movie, I think I saw it three times in theaters, if not four, maybe? This was, this was mm-hmm. during that movie pass time. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a chance I saw it <laughs> More than three times, but I remember three times explicitly. <laughs> I forgot about movie passes. <laughs> what what a weird you? point. I forgot about those. What a weird moment in movie that history. That was, oh my God. Uh, movie pass might be coming back, by the way. Wow. They just like reactivated their Twitter account like a month ago and everybody's been like, are you, can we, can we do this again? Can we can go we, back to movie pass that? times? I know. Uh, they were losing too much money with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, but like that's just the thing. That's like the moment that will never not be burned into my brain is like that that mm-hmm. moment where she jumps into light speed and just hearing an entire audience of people being like, <laughs> like so. just be like, oh mm-hmm. my god! Like just that. It's so. It is so insanely cool. It's like really and truly. I think one of the coolest, most exciting things that's ever been in a movie, just on a purely, Mm -hmm. like, visceral, guttural, (laughs) exciting level. And you can just hear that. The sound design. Yeah, like, you can just hear that across the theater. And especially because it's so quiet, it allows you 
to hear the reaction that it elicits so clearly. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it sort of tweaks the reaction that you have because you're trying to subdue it, right? You're in a situation where you mm-hmm. don't want to react because everyone will hear you and you'll be embarrassed, but you can't help it. Like, it is just so sick that it just comes out of you even though you're trying not to let it, you know? It's just, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. My second, my big second thing that I really don't like with this movie, I I kind of despise how they handle Captain Phasma. Because on all accounts, she was absolutely just, let's do Boba Fett again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did it. Like, it just, I, especially, especially because of the deleted scene. Uh, well, the, a variation of how they kill Captain Phasma versus how they actually do it in the finished film. Because in that deleted scene that she, like, has a conversation, they have that moment where, like, Finn, or Finn is, like, talking to her and, like, getting the troops around her. He's like, you don't give a shit about these people. And, like, all these steps. And then they, like, turn on her. And then she, like, shoots her commanding the people around her and then attacks Finn. Like, it just has so much more oomph. It means so much more about her character. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like... Like, because we have her established as, like, she is literally the opposite of Finn. She is this person who has bought into the First Order. She's in the exact same position she is, but she has power, and she is holding on to it as, like, tightly as she can. And she doesn't care about anything else. She only wants that power. And we see that because she betrays everybody. Like, they have a gun to her head, and she'll do whatever they want because she doesn't want to lose that power. She doesn't want to die. So, Mm -hmm. like, just to just kill her now because she had a cool costume so now she has to die because she's Boba Fett just rubs me the wrong way especially and I think it's just because we went to Disneyland in 2016 and to be at Disneyland when the new Star Wars movies were coming out was so much fun it was either 2016 or 2018 it was just so much fun because you would just see little girls all over the park dressed up like Rey and Captain Phasma, and it was just so amazing and awesome to see little girl. It, it's such a little thing, but to see little girls in a costume where they weren't in a dress was just, like, just meant so much to me. Because, like, you can be Jasmine and wear pants, but, like, that's one of your only options. So these little For girls, For some reason, like, I completely thought you were just mispronouncing Phasma when you were about to say Jasmine. I thought you were going to say Jasma. I'm sorry, I just continued. <laughs> But, like, just, like, to see these little girls that could, like, look up to, like, these strong and complicated characters. Because you see a little boy dressed up as Darth Vader all over, all over Disneyland. But to, like, see little girls dressed up like Rey and Captain Phasma just, like, meant so much to me. And the way that as this trilogy progressed, it kind of ruined both of those characters for me. Mm -hmm. I feel, like, really just, like, dulled a spot of happiness that I had, you know? So, like, that's more of just, like, a personal thing of, like, I don't like how they treated both of these characters, so it just, like, Mm -hmm. super rubs me the wrong way. In this movie, where I think they handle Rey really well and Captain Phasma really, really poorly, and then we go into Rise of Skywalker, where they treat Rey really, really poorly, but that's a whole other conversation. But, yeah, it just... That's my other big problem with this movie. I... Yeah, I get so frustrated because I feel like movies in the past, I don't know, decade have just been so, like, big blockbuster movies have been really afraid of writing female characters that are weak in any way Mm -hmm. because then you're not being a feminist and you're going to get canceled and blah, 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 which means Mm -hmm. that we're not getting well-written female characters. We're just getting, like, super powerful. I'm always right. I've never been wrong. I have the moral compass of every 
uh, uh, philosopher of all time, and I'm, <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> but at least with Wonder Woman, like, she made a mistake and thought, like, mm-hmm. she w- she had naivety and thought, oh, well, if I end Ares, then that means that war is over, where she learned a lesson and had to find, like, figure out that, oh, maybe mm-hmm. not all people do good things, but that doesn't mean that, like, life isn't still sacred and precious. Right. This is where Keisha and I differentiate on this movie. Because I think that is lame. I think it's lame and I think you're lame and here's why. What? What do you mean? Are we talking about Wonder Woman? Also, wait. I do want to say say that they they dress right like I dressed when I was in fifth grade. They give her capri pants. They give her Ugg boots. They give her those arm things. Yeah, it's sick. And they and space buns. <laughs> that's how that's how little girls dress. I just don't. I don't. She's I don't lived know. in a desert her whole life. I think Ray gets a fashion pass. Yeah, why do you? I just. I, just, I mean, if I just, anything, I think it's better that she's not fashionable. If she yeah. came out and she was like in a jumpsuit or whatever, I'd be like, this is fucking. Stupid. It's just. I don't mean that. It's just like, why does she have to dress like a? Fifth grader in 2007. It's just weird I to like me. It, though. Is, okay. I like but, it, though. I like it. That's it's not a big thing, but I, do, I just yes. noticed that on this viewing. Ray's Ray's whole arc in this movie is about her just like obsession with like trying to figure out who her parents are. It sort of like mm-hmm. reflects the it she serves as like a surrogate for the audience in that way, right? Where it's like yeah. you and the audience are sort of aligned on being like, who are her parents? It's this mystery. It feels like it's going to be something important. And Ray like, feels deep down it's something important, you know? And that is, like, what drives her the whole time. And she can't, like, that desire for that is what pushes her towards, like, this, like, sort of thirst for, like, power and knowledge. Just, like, original sin sort of thing. And mm-hmm. when she finds out that she... That it's nothing. It's disappointing. It's like, you know, which is a p- part of the whole thing of why a lot of people didn't like this movie. It felt like kind of a fuck you. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it kind I don't of sh- care about that. It kind of should. It kind of <laughs> should feel like a fuck you, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's her, her flaw in this movie. I think that she... But, like, when does she face any consequences for that ever in the movie? Like, actually in the plot of the film? Because she's, she's right when she goes up against Luke... Even though I don't think she is, I think it is time for the Jedi Order to die, which is, like, my big fundamental problem with this film, is that it raises all of these interesting points. Like, maybe the Jedi Order isn't what we need, and we need to stop acting like the Force is just for these space wizards to yield. And maybe we need to reflect on how war is bad, no matter what side you're on. And then they're like, just kidding, we're going to pull back on all of these things, because the Jedi's not over, and Rey was right. And we and Leia's still alive, so we're gonna keep on fighting, even though the the rebellion is also buying into all of these war machines. And right. sorry, you little slave broom boy. <laughs> well, I think yeah, we I, don't care about June Rise of Skywalker. Right. He doesn't exist anymore. I mean, my response to that is that I think this movie is about. I think if I could like distill like the thematics of that that element of it, it would be that cynicism is not a good excuse for inaction. Right? You mm-hmm. can sit back and be like, yeah, it's just the corporations, man. But, and you could be right. Like, yeah, I mean, it is just the corporations, man, or whatever. But it doesn't change the fact that people are dying, like, right now. Like, that's what mm-hmm. that's what Luke falls prey to. He's totally inactive because he's like, yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. I don't think the Jedi are cool. I'm disillusioned with the Jedi way, so I'm just going to hang out on this island. 
even though like there's shit going on like right now that you are uniquely qualified to help with. And he's like, nah, it's just the corporations, man. Yeah. And he sits in his house and smokes weed and plays Rocket League <laughs> until it's almost well, too I... late and somebody has to come wake him up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, he's um, not, he's 100% not, like, not 100% in the right, but he's also not 100% in the wrong. Like, the, I think that the, the, it's illustrated by when you hear Luke telling the story about how the Jedi Temple got burned down and he leaves out key facts, but then you hear Kylo Ren talk about it and it's 100% different, but he also leaves, he's, he's telling it from his perspective and then you get, you see the truth is somewhere in between. I feel like that somewhere in between is what makes this movie so interesting and then at the very last second it shifts 100% in the just kidding actually all the old ways are good and we just need to have more hope and that's our problem we didn't have enough hope and we need to keep relying on these old symbols and these old legends and we can't progress at all and get past this endless cycle of violence that's I don't, what, I don't I think that's, that's what the movie's saying at all no I think it's saying I, that's that, what it's saying that's what it does I think it's about no it, it, it's not it's not taking these things exactly as they were. It's taking these things and evolving them into something new. It's about literally like re reforging these old ideas into something that is new and different in its own way. It's a new generation of people, a new generation of thinking. And I think well, why so then why is it Luke the Last Jedi then? Say again? Why is Luke not the last Jedi? Because Rey's now a Jedi. <laughs> I'm not saying that the but Jedi have been exterminated. Right, but I mean, I don't know. I think know. that was the point. Like, that's what well, Luke okay, was wait, saying. Hold on. When we talk about Jedi, saying that all Jedi follow that code 100% is already fucked. We already know that's not true, because Obi-Wan... T- t- we see so many times that, like, Jedi do not always follow that code 100% all the time. And I think even, like, that, like, that little shot of the end of, like, keeping the sacred text and stuff, I don't think that means, okay, we're just gonna do it the exact same way we did before. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think that's what it means at all. I think it means that... I mean, that's how it is in real life. You have to have a foundation to start off of, and you can look through something and be like, okay, here's where we fucked up before. Let's change that. I don't think Mm -hmm. the sacred text still being kept and not being burned down in the tree, because I like what burning down the tree represents of, like, we need to, the Jedi, we're deeply flawed, and keeping these monuments and doing all these things to, like, hold up this flawed system. We need to start over, so I really like burning down the tree. But I also like keeping the text, because it represents that, like, if we just start from zero, we're just going to make the exact same mistakes again. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think keeping the books means we're going to do it exactly the way we did and fuck everybody who changed anything. I don't think that's what it means at all. I think what it means is that we we still represent the things that we meant to represent. We still are trying to represent this balance and this good and the force, and we're still based in that, but we're going forward in a new way, which I think mm-hmm. has, I think that's great. I think that's a great message for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to just repeat what Adeline said, but, like, talking specifically about, like, the fact that they call Rey a Jedi moving forward. They're like, I'm not the last Jedi. The Jedi Order will continue. Mm-hmm. I think I think when Yoda burns down that tree, he's saying, like, like, it doesn't matter. Like, none of this shit matters. And... You know, the force is the important thing, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how we do it as long as we're doing this the right way, as long as we're doing good and, like, you know, the light side of the force, like, making yeah. sure that that's the way we move forward. The Jedi is whatever. Who cares? Like, our allegiance is, like, to the force. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that using the nomenclature of the Jedi is, is just sort of a... 
it's a piece of tradition that she that she uses as she would move forward, you know? I don't think they're saying, like, and now we're going to keep doing Jedi stuff. I think it's more like this is a new version of the Jedi. I think it's... Yeah. I think calling her a Jedi, because she's obviously doing shit a lot different than the prequel Jedi, <laughs> you know? I think... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's not necessarily... This is what I'm trying to get around to. I just... Uh, it's that he... He is acknowledging that this new thing can be what a Jedi is. The Jedi don't have to be this old, weird, stodgy thing that sucked from the prequels. Mm -hmm. This can be the Jedi, too. Or you can say, I don't know, this is a whole new thing. Or you can say, this very radically different thing can also be included under this umbrella of what we consider, like, a Jedi to be. This can be a Jedi now, too. Anybody can be a Jedi. The Jedi is more important than this particular religious order from 150 mm-hmm. years ago. That's what I that's what I think of it as. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that 100%, but I think that the movie doesn't agree with that 100% or it doesn't present it very well. Like the when Luke pitches the like the Jedi order has been about vanity and hubris and the belief that like we are the only thing that's stopping the dark side, mm-hmm. it discounts like the I am one with the Force and the Force is with me in Rogue One. And when Rose's sister, like, uses the Force, she uses the Force at the beginning of the movie so that, like, she can accomplish these things. And the broom boy is not a Jedi. Like, it's... The Jedi Order is very much, like, stuck in this belief that they're, they are the gatekeepers of how the universe works. And that's... I think that's a good thing to, to like dismantle and say that normal people are in just as much in touch with like this spirit i feel like that's what the force awakens maybe was kind of alluding to that it's not just about this skywalker clan it's it can be open up to everyone and then it gets it, it i feel like it just gets thrown away at the very last second to be like just kidding we're actually going to hold on to these old structures and because we like them and ray is right and luke is wrong because he messed up one time, but oh well. He, well he's I not, think the movie. He's, I think the movie does say that because, like, it, like keeping the text, I agree, does kind of send that message of going back to the past. But like we said, it doesn't have to mean that. But I mean, the last shot of the movie is that little boy that we have shown to like mm-hmm. have the special connection to the Force and like this like hopeful future of like the things that this little boy could do that are good, like with his resistance ring. So I think the ending message of the movie is absolutely. Everybody has yeah. this connection to the Force that they can use for good. I think that's absolutely what the movie is saying. Yeah, but we're keeping this old order that led to a bunch well, of we're not. That's what we we're not keeping it. Yes, we're they not. are. Yes, they In are. In what way are they? Because they are continuing on with this old system that In didn't work. In what way? Work. Name it. Name it. Event. No. Uh, the keeping the Jedi texts. Ray <laughs> being trained as a Jedi in Rise of Skywalker. That's okay, not okay. okay. We're not so we're talking about because we that's throw away everything we do in this movie. That doesn't. That doesn't. But that's that's. It's a trilogy. Like that's what well, this I movie mean, is yeah. setting up for. I mean, for. if your like, argument you is just... that Rise of Skywalker is bad, then I guess I agree. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. But is bad. that's that's part of it. Like it's this movie doesn't exist in a vacuum. You can't imagine that it exists in a vacuum. And if it if it was setting those things up, it didn't actually. It it was like that. Wouldn't it be good if we did actually treat the force like this? But we're not. We're actually just gonna throw that all away. 
If you're saying that if you're saying that Rise of Skywalker throws away everything that Last Jedi sets up, I 100% agree with you. I do not think that is a failing of The Last Jedi. I think that's a failing of The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> at the conception of Rise of Skywalker. Of what Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. was meant to be, Rise of Skywalker was meant to be a fuck you to The Last Jedi. So if The Last Jedi, all the things well, that they set up about morality don't think and it's... change gets thrown away, that's because of I don't how much think... The Rise of Skywalker sucks. I don't think it's 100% just The Rise of Skywalker, though. I think it is somewhat in The Last Jedi. You look like you're thinking real hard, Elon. What you thinking about? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, I, I, I've been, I've been trying to, I've been, I've been kind of trying to track, track those kind of, those two sides. And I, I, I can't say that I really sort of, uh, took that away. Um, kind of what you were saying, Keisha, but like, I, I, I think that it, pro- what I, what I kind of took in when I, when I've seen that, cause I think this is the movie of this trilogy. I know it's been a short time since the whole three have been out. Um, I do feel like I gravitated to this, uh, to Last Jedi a little bit more out of all three, um, just because for me, I like what you said earlier, Jackson, about Force Awakens um, sort of having that through line of magic sort of in every single moment. And I feel like for me, I for me, sometimes even if a movie isn't necessarily great, if it presents, if there are moments of really interesting ideas that really connects with me, and that's where I feel like the magic for me is in this movie. Mm-hmm. But like to the point about... Um, the 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 toxicity i guess is what we're kind of saying of the old jedi order like enduring um i didn't necessarily see that as like a a thing where i was like oh i guess they're kind of still doing that like at the very end i didn't necessarily i didn't necessarily internalize that or notice that um but i i did i did kind of feel more kind of what um uh you know the other two of you were saying which is that like um this movie kind of had a journey of, you know, which is what I do like about this movie is that not only just with the Jedi Order, but there's a lot of things that they're about this whole, about many different angles of the world that we're kind of taking a moment to deconstruct and sort of try to get new perspective on right. um, with the hope that we can, um, that we can move in a different direction, yeah. I suppose. So that's kind of, that's mm-hmm. sort of what I, what I noticed on that. But I, um, I wish I had something a little more, um, I wish I had thought of that, like, like kind of you you were talking about Keisha, because I'm not, because um, mm. I, I wanted to add more to that. But that's kind of I'm just for me, that's not something that I really noticed uh, of the couple of the times that I've seen it. I feel like we. I do think. Go ahead, Evelyn. That I was gonna say that's highlighted because that is what Kylo Ren's perspective is. Keisha, you're Kylo Ren, so Kylo Ren is saying <laughs> okay. that the Jedi I Order sucks. Ren, I think Kylo Ren is the character <laughs> of the series, so. Kylo Ren is the most consistent character of this whole series. I'm fine not with it. Not in Rise of Skywalker, but it's Kylo Yeah, Ren's in point Rise of Skywalker. The point of what Kylo Ren is saying is that he's saying that the Jedi Order fucking sucks. It's the worst. It's been used to do terrible mm-hmm. things just as much as the Sith have. The Sith also suck. They've abused me my whole life, and they're terrible, and they're evil. And he's saying, let's burn both of them gr- to the ground. Fuck this shit. We're out. Let's just leave this all behind. And what mm-hmm. Rey is saying is that, like, saying that the Jedi and the Sith are the same and the same amount of bad just isn't true. Even with all the toxicity of the Jedi and how the Jedi have done evil, to say that they are exact same thing is not a valid statement. And she's saying there Mm -hmm. is still good to be fought for, and we should be fighting for that good, even if it's a dirty and complicated fight. Like, that's what Rey is saying versus Kylo Ren. He's saying we just need to get rid of all of it. And his... I have a take. He, he wants to get rid of the Sith and he wants to get rid of the Jedi. That's what he wants to do at mm-hmm. the end of The Last Jedi. 
And then we get to Rise of Skywalker, and he's a bad guy, and he wants Palpatine to be his friend. But what we're doing in The Last Jedi, I think absolutely, that conversation is having being had of the Jedi are bad, what do we do about it moving forward? And Kylo Ren is presenting that argument of we need to burn it all to the ground, and Rey is presenting that argument of there are things that we, there are values that we still need to be fighting for, even if we need to change the way that we're doing it. But then Ray. they don't change the way that they're doing it. <laughs> they keep doing the same thing. In what way do they keep doing the same? They don't do anything after they figure that out. There are no things for them to yeah, do. Yeah, she goes and does. The movie she ends moves all those rocks and whatever. Also, yeah, the whole they they have Kylo Ren present the take. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. And that they mean that. Like that's what Ryan Johnson made the movie hoping to do. Like. We're gonna. We need to revamp Star Wars right. and change it, and that. So that's that's the take that they want you to have, but then they don't follow through with it. That's what all I'm that saying. We need I don't to think... not, that we need to reinvent Star Wars, not burn Star Wars to the ground, right. which is what Rise of Skywalker <laughs> did. <laughs> well, not. But I don't know. I just think it's weird to say let's make a movie about how we need to change things. And the past is in the past, and we need to learn from the past, and then maybe we'll actually keep doing things like the past, because but they we don't like keep the doing okay. things like the Stop past. Keisha. Okay, Keisha. Here, okay, here's, here's, we where just... we're, here's where the dissonance is, okay? You, okay? you were thinking of Rise of Skywalker like the second half of this movie. When we're trying to just talk about this movie like as no, we sort of microcosm. I'm super not, though. Okay, so they say, oh, we should let we should move on, do a new Jedi thing that's different than the way we have done it. Roll credits. When did what they say that, though? Saying? When did they say that? They never say that. With the little boy Luke says who that. Is, Luke says force. that. And then they're like, actually, Luke was wrong because he was cantankerous and old. And Rey's like, no, you're wrong. She literally beats him to the ground and is like, the Jedi aren't bad. We need to keep being the Jedi. And then she leaves the island and they never speak again. That's what happens. No, she doesn't say we need the Jedi again. She says, we need you to come help us because you're good at this shit. Because he's a Jedi. (laughs) Because he's Luke Skywalker. (laughs) That's why they need him because he's this huge symbol. (laughs) <laughs> I just no. They need I, him because he's a good fighter that, with a lightning sword. <laughs> which is what they respect him as an idea, as a person, just because he was a as part a of this organization. I don't know why an endorsement of Luke Skywalker suddenly means an endorsement of the entire system of Jediism in, in the context of this movie to you. Because that's his symbology. That's who what he represents. No, because he turned his back on the ideology. But he doesn't like that ideology. That, but that's that's how he's interpreted, and he knew that. That's why he left. What's up, like, At the end. Well, I was just going to say, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, from from how I've kind of, like, uh, you know, internalized it, I don't necessarily think that him, like, just from a, I guess you could say, military perspective, the fact that they want him to come help in the fight, I don't necessarily think... Uh, endorses kind of the more systemic part like you know aspect of jediism i suppose Mm -hmm. i I didn't necessarily kind of see it like that i I think jackson you kind of spoke of this earlier about the fact that like he has like just skills that they that they could use to be able to like help with this current just mil straight up just military conflict um Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i saw it i guess so i i think we've all i think we've all 
laid out the way that we think about this. I think we can move on to another thing. I've got another point I want to talk about. I think that... I mean, like I said before, I think the the biggest reason why this was so divisive was that it was just kind of the first giant monocultural, like, cultural phenomenon that happened in the proper Trump administration. I feel like that on its own mm-hmm. was just bound to turn into a whole thing, like, one way or another. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are specific things about this movie that sort of led to that. I think there are... I, I was thinking about it a lot because it's impossible not to when you watch this movie now, but... Yeah. <laughs> the second biggest thing, the other 15% of why it turned out this way, is I think all the stuff with Laura Dern in this movie. Because, mm. like, even as I watch it, as many times as I see it now, and as much as I love this movie, that stuff has never fully made sense to me. Because it's just, like, this fundamental, mm-hmm. like, miscommunication conflict where it's like, none of this would have happened if Holdo had just said to Poe Dameron, there's a planet over there, that's where we're going, and you don't know about it, right? He would have been like, oh, sick. And, you know, the, the, the justification in the narrative is that she's trying to teach him a lesson, right? She's trying yeah. to be like, you need to be better at following orders, so I'm expecting you to just follow this order without me having to explain it to you because I'm in charge of you and that's a, a character flaw of yours, right? But <laughs> and that just seems like bad leadership in this instance because it led to a lot of really bad things happening. But then she still gets Mm -hmm. to be like the cool noble hero at the end. And it's like, I feel like she kind of sucks at being the captain is the thing about it. And Mm -hmm. like, so like that, that bugs me. That bugs me a little bit. And I feel like no matter how many times I think it through and try to figure out like what the motivation of her character is, I just can't quite ever get there. And I think that just that imagery of, like, Laura Dern being this woman who's just, like, constantly emasculating the guy that we all like and, like, talking down at him Mm -hmm. and then being cool and good and noble at the end is, like, the thing that puts, like, like, men on the defensive, I think. I think that is, like, the fundamental imagery that sort of spawns a lot of this. Like, she's being super condescending to him the whole time. Right. And not, like, not treating him like he is still, like, very high-ranking and has done a lot for the Rebellion. Right. And at the very end when she's talking to Leia, she's like, that one's a troublemaker. I like him. <laughs> You're like, like, I don't buy that. I don't buy is, that you like him at which all. Which is, yeah. <laughs> a really weird, hey, just like a weird tonal shift to be like, the reason why she was upset with him and wasn't treating him like he deserved to know answers was because he defied the orders of Leia and got a bunch of people killed. Right. Like, so to be like, I actually like him. Like he's feisty. is <laughs> right. so strange. It's, weird. it's the whole thing's yeah. weird. And especially because they do such a good job, like Poe and Leia's relationship, them talking and interacting mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah, so yeah. I think good. so too. I think so I think Poe has the best arc in this movie by far. Right. In my mm-hmm. opinion. Like his, I mean, I just like, think... when Leia just like fucking walks up and like slaps him, like it's hilarious because you know exactly why Leia's doing that. You know exactly why she's pissed. She's like, you killed a fucking bunch of people trying to be the hero. And he doesn't understand that because he's like, we... He's like, but we got here. We, we accomplished won. the task. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's a very clear conflict. You totally understand. I think then taking Leia out of that relationship and just replacing her with a, a female character we don't know... And then we use weird. It's a. It's weird. It's bad. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's weird. weird. And like, 
it's just it's just that it's like I said, it's like a miscommunication conflict, which always annoys me. It's like none of this would have yeah. happened if you had just said this. And like, I mean, like I said, the motivation is that she's doing it on purpose to try to teach him some kind of lesson or like illustrate a point to him, I guess. Yeah. But then like the second he shows up with a gun and is like, I'm taking over the ship. I'd be like, uh, OK, not funny anymore. Here's what we're doing. Sorry. <laughs> you know? Like, lesson over. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you in that moment be like, sorry, okay, I was trying to teach you a lesson, but this is what we're doing. I should have told you I'm like, my bad. You know? I don't know. Yeah. And then later they're like, she did that because she didn't want you to know she was about to be the hero. And I'm like, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's weird too. I feel well, like she kind of goes been... back on the thing that she said, where right. it's like, you were, you were the hero and got people killed. Yeah. I'm going to be the hero and uh, actually do it right. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Right. Yeah. I feel like learning? even just the whole thing would have better been punctuated if she had been like, I, you never know who is listening in and I can't, obviously can't trust you. And a leader needs to think, A, it further into the future than what are we doing right now right. and needs to also be thinking about the people that are fighting, not just the fight. Mm-hmm. Like that would have mm-hmm. been like, Oh yeah. yeah, sure. 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 That like, it just all would have been better if like, <laughs> like, I don't know. My pitch would just be like, take that whole thing, make it. So it's Leia instead. Like don't have Laura Dern in there at all. It's sort of a weird. Ex- yeah. Ex- but then you can't character. see Leia fly. Yeah. 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 Leia fly. Or just, you don't need a person. Like, narratively you don't necessarily need a person to sacrifice themselves be like oh yeah i set the computer to do that like i don't think that makes it that much worse if it's not set up that way you know i don't know yeah i mean if you tell if you tell me that's what we're doing then i'm fine yeah it's wreck it ralph rules if you tell me that's what we're doing i'm fine (laughs) with it but then you don't get the fun like it's one person sacrificing for the, right. what they love, and then yeah. Yeah. oh, remember when Rose does that too? For some reason, good. no, yeah. that shit's good. Of love. Look, the <laughs> whole like, is, there's there's like an undercurrent in this movie of like, it is important to define yourself by your own ideals rather than by being in opposition to somebody else's, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I I think a lot of this stuff is, is that it it sort of ties into the whole thing we were just arguing about for a whole long, so maybe I'm opening up a can of worms here, but, uh, like, it is sort of saying, like, I don't, I don't know how to put this into words necessarily. I mean, that's just it, right? Like, define yourself by yeah. your own stuff rather than... Yeah, the opposite of somebody else's, and I think that sort of ties into mm-hmm. the whole. The I whole think I forward versus I, restructuring something else or whatever, whatever. I don't know. I think this that is a half form take that I can't put together. Check back with me in fifteen minutes. Maybe I'll have a better. I hundred percent agree with what they're saying. Is that we need to focus on saving what we love and not fighting what we hate. But I just think every time they execute it, I'm like, oh, why did you do it like that? Why are you doing <laughs> it like this? I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? Like when I, I don't know. When I <laughs> saw this movie, I've only seen it twice now because it really, it struck me poorly. And I've been trying to figure that out for years now. Right. But there's just something about it that feels like insincere mm-hmm. or 
like done out of malice. I don't know. It just feels strange to me and I don't know why, but I can't help how I feel. This is how I feel. How do you feel? I mean, look, that's a Parks and Rec reference. Like I'm going to fucking drive into the laser. I'm going to do it for the good of everybody. And Rose is like, that's not worth it. That's not what this is about. Like, Mm-hmm. We don't... There'll be more battles. If you yeah. die now, you die now and you'll never yeah. Right. It, I think I think I would agree with you, Keisha, that I wouldn't like Rose's decision there if the punishment for her doing that was that she died, then I would think this whole thing has been stupid if for nothing. Yeah. Right. She literally does the thing that she goes against. But because she survives and then does nothing in Rise of Skywalker, because mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker is terrible. But because she doesn't die, there's a chance for her to have a continued story, for her to continue to fight for the people that she loves, the friends that she's made, the people around her. Mm-hmm. It's because Rose's whole thing is that she starts as... She starts the movie with being a nobody that has been had what she cares about taken away from her. She's had her sister taken away from her. Like, that's... She... The people that she loves, what she's fighting for, what she loves, has just been ripped from her hands. So she right. kind of... We're having the conversation of, like, why is she here? And then we go to the casino planet, and it's like, she's here because she has these beliefs that she cares about, because of the struggles that she's been through in her life, because of the mm-hmm. people in charge. Like, that's... That whole beautiful, lousy planet yeah that's why she cares that's why she's here that's why she cares and so to then be like she learns to like love in whatever form of love we're talking about she learns to love the people around her like finn and poe and the commanders and bb8 and all of her friends that she makes in the resistance love bb8 i would fight we do love (laughs) bb8 yeah exactly like she finds these things she finds that love for the world again kind of after her sister has been ripped from her so Mm -hmm. i think that moment of her being like, we have to fight for what we love for, or else it doesn't matter. I think that's a really good arc for her. I right. like how that finishes her inside this movie. I wish it wasn't the end of her arc completely, but we can't always get what we want. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a good arc. I just think it's executed poorly. I just think it's a weird <laughs> to be like, re- like, but that literally is what Finn is doing, is sacrificing himself for his friends. But that's fine. Well, actually, you interpreted it wrong. He's mad at Kylo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, maybe. Like, how would you even know that? And also, I, I don't think those two things exist independently of each other as, as a human, like, emotion. Kind of, you know, it's like the dyad mm. and hearing from Kylo and hearing from Luke. Like, right. you can be doing th- the same thing for multiple reasons. And I don't think that he was just like, revenge, revenge, revenge. <laughs> like right. he, all he cares yeah. about is Ray. We know we, it's all he talks about. Right. I think, mm. I think that, uh, a lot of, and another important thing in this movie, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but between DJ and Luke, both, there's this thing of like, don't let too much, I don't want to say too much nuance, but like, don't let, I'm trying to think of how don't best to express Don't let the gray area this. get too big, kind of. Yeah, don't let the gray like, area get so big mm. that you are completely inactive, right? Like, DJ mm. is like, oh, it's all the corporations, man. Fuck it. And then, like, just does whatever he wants. I'm making money. I'm surviving. And, like, yeah. makes the world worse as a result. Like, demonstrably makes everything worse, right? Even though, mm-hmm. even though to him, he doesn't fucking care. It's like, oh, whatever. Like, it's all a fucking game, man. And, like, that's, in a certain way, that's kind of, like, the flip side of what Luke's doing, right? Because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. the Jedi, the Sith, like, just fuck that. Like, I'm going to peace out. And they're like, no, there's, like, shit going on right now. Like, regardless of what you think about the Jedi, the Sith, whatever, whatever, 
us, your friends and family, are fighting in this fight right now, and we need your help to come and do something, please. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that is what's more important than, than the, the tension between sort of, I don't know, I guess you could argue, like, Reformation versus, you know, tearing something to the ground, which is something we talk about in a lot of different facets of life these days, you know? I think more than that, mm-hmm. it's like, these are big, complicated decisions, but you gotta do something, though. There are particular things mm-hmm. that you can look at, and you can be like, yeah, that deserves my energy, definitely. Focus your energy there. Help out your friends, tease Kylo Ren, and and help them die. all escape. <laughs> and die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get what, we all get what we want that way. Um, yeah. He said he went to the island to die. Right, he did that. Exactly. And then DJ does yeah. the exact opposite. He's like, oh, I don't know. And then he does the fucking total wrong thing. It continues to not give a fuck and fucks everybody over and doesn't have any friends and is a sweaty space weirdo forever. <laughs> doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what he says exactly when he when he's on the ship. I think for me, that's kind of the um that was the moment when i was watching the movie for the first time when he's like going through like oh look at this they're like (laughs) selling weapons military industrial complex all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing of just like uh oh that makes sense like because for me the crux of seeing that movie for me and i think why it sort of stuck out to me as like one of the more notable probably favorite of mine that i've seen um is just like the fact that it dedicates moments like that throughout the movie to like kind of take a moment to, like I said, like deconstruct things about the world and stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to remember what he says exactly when he was like, uh, like don't, don't choose like, um, like don't do, don't choose a side, just like stay out of it or just like fight for yourself or whatever. Don't pick a side, don't play the game, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Because that's all fine and good. But, Mm -hmm. and I think this is probably, this is more so why, um, Ray in reaction to Kylo's whole like join me in the middle pitch later it kind of you know is so averse to that is because I think that she's very keenly mm-hmm. aware of like this isn't just some inconsequential like partisan thing like this fight actually has stakes um, and I don't personally feel like I'm somebody who if I can make a an impact um, should like should like you know willingly leave, um, right? And so like DJ's POV is interesting because like he he's trying to like he's trying to project a sort of like like you're saying all the corporations oh it's just whatever whatever it's all the corporations Don't, man yeah, yeah it's all just it's all just whatever but he um, you know but he doesn't you know he ends up putting finding himself in a position where he just decides to add add to that fight in a in a negative in a negative mm-hmm. way like he really kind of yeah like, like prosper he, off of it yeah. Yeah, he like he really he really shows himself to be um, a pretty big hypocrite in what he in what he chooses to do within that sort of you know uh, ideology that he that he projects, which I think was kind of an interesting thing to see. What are your so this movie has kind of a new twist on an old classic in terms of bar guys? Like we're used to like sweaty weird bar guys, but this time we're like, what if there were like classy bar guys? What are your favorite classy bar guys in this movie? 
I like the I like the slot machines that look like BBA just mm-hmm. so that we can put coins in the BBA <laughs> and they can shoot them at a guy later. That's my favorite. Yeah, that way you can sell piggy bank BB eights. <laughs> and it'll be like, ooh, accurate to the movie. Like, oh piggy bank BB eight can it, be used as a and weapon. It shoots corners at you at Moxby. Yeah. There's I like this the guy. little man that's just wearing an actual tuxedo, like an Earth tuxedo. Yeah. Right, just he's, he's playing Earth blackjack <laughs> and Earth dice. Right, like it's all. No, he's got funny space <laughs> dice. Yeah. No, but like the cards have like hearts and aces on them. <laughs> Do they? I mean, yeah. And they're, okay, and they're okay. cards. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like they couldn't think. Like have like a thirty-minute brainstorming session. Like. What kind of yeah. space games mm-hmm. do you think they'd be playing right. up there? Some, some space ones with mm-hmm. not the same. Like, there's like a roulette wheel. Right. It's all the same yeah. games, man. There's. That's what I'm saying. I would love that whole time that we're on the casino planet if we just like cranked it up to 11. Because it just seems like the only thing that's like weird about it is that we make the cops have fun capes so we don't have to actually talk about police brutality. Uh, and then we have the, uh, instead of horses, it's, like, funny little big ear alien thingies. Yeah. Like, that's, like, basically, and then the rest, it's, it's, it's on Earth. We're in an Earth casino watching Earth. Or even just don't call it a casino. Call it something yeah, else. Yeah, it's just, I just want them to crank all of that stuff up to 11. Just, like, even if they just, like, only did it aesthetically. I would have been, like, so much more happy with that scene. Because, like, I do kind of love the guy that they're supposed to meet with, like, the red lapel. Like, I think... Because he's just, like, he doesn't fit. He just seems like such, like, a classic. And we play, like, the turn of the century, like, James Bond music right. when we, like, see him. I think like, it's rules. just Yeah, I think it rules because <laughs> it just doesn't fit at all. But it also doesn't fit within what they're doing down yeah. here like Takes- I, I like that it doesn't fit i wish that the aesthetic was just like cranked up to yeah. 11 i don't know i think it's fun i think i think it is just the right amount of odd to like feel like it's breaking you out of this world it feels like it feels like it's really intentionally shaking you a little bit being like this is weird and different and you're not used to seeing this side of star wars but it's there you know like, mm-hmm. it's like, this feels weird because it feels weird to the characters. It doesn't seem like the kind mm-hmm. of thing that would happen, but it is. And that's yeah. important. I like uh, it. I think the execution is bad. No, that's why I think it's good. I think the execution's good in that way. Uh, I am also I think just... It just takes... If it tonally takes out of the movie and you're like, this doesn't feel like it should be in this film... And if, then that I feel like it's wasted. Like I think that the way that it impacts the characters is good, but if it makes you, the watcher, be like, "Oh, that was weird. Now I can't focus on this." But consider. Then, then what's the point? Consider. The coconut. The coconut, but also consider. <laughs> uh, it doesn't, and fuck you. Maybe. Okay, but it did for me. So. But okay. But? Are we going to take a vote then? Let's take a vote. All right. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> All in favor if of... If I did a podcast with my sister and we took votes on things, you would lose all the time. Okay. <laughs> uh, although I, I am... targeted. I am just catching Alcee saying movie pass question mark in the chat and I yeah. might have to dig in on oh, this wow. for a little while. We, that dates later, us, I later. guess. Maybe at the end. Maybe at the end. God, I miss movie pass so much. Okay. Good time. They set it up 
Basically, they say that poor Elaine, you got to watch the movies for very cheap, and then they realized yeah. it was too cheap. Yeah. You're paying like $10 a month to watch endless movies. It's crazy. It ruled. And it's they're so like, good. oh, this was bad. This was a bad idea. Uh, Elin, do you have any hot, hot Last Jedi takes that <laughs> will get the fire off of my back? <laughs> I mean, hot te- well, here's what I'll say. I actually, I did think about this when I was like reflecting on the movie to prepare for this. Um, I remember one really kind of common conversation and maybe, maybe this won't be so much of a hot take because it's been so many years that the conversation has evolved a little bit in this right. way. Mm-hmm. But one of my big problems um, with the reaction that I was kind of having this conversation with some of my friends at uh, school at the time was like just the general scapegoating of like, oh, Ryan Johnson just mm. right. ruined Star Wars. And mm-hmm. and I remember one time, like I didn't necessarily have anything to really like, like really kind of take down that argument. But I did say like, listen, um, I think you're, you might have to amend the way that you're saying that because think about this, like Ryan Johnson should not be the only person that you're scapegoating for this failure of a movie that you think is um, because... You know, and I think, I think generally, and this is what I mean by the kind of evolution, because I think that a lot of people now, especially um, with all three of them out, have kind of been able to look at the progression and been like, eh, yeah, this this mm-hmm. sequel trilogy is 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 mixed at best in terms of like how yeah. cohesive it is together, obviously, um, and even just the general talking point of like they really didn't have a plan when they set out to do this, and it shows. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's arguable, but. And so I think that is a reflection of how it's evolved to include kind of the studio as a whole, mm-hmm. um, kind of just from that perspective, not really yeah. having the best sort of like forward thinking about like. They're like, you know, it's actually ch- just Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> like, yeah, just playing Sweating. chess with whatever. Yeah, and I mean, I yeah. Think- and, and there are some, there are some, uh, sorry, but I was going to, no, what go I was going to say too, is that like at the time I was saying like, well, I think the issue more so than you thinking Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars is the fact that. Um, that, you know, just taking, you know, your sentiment, um, the, the person's sentiment that the studio enabled, you know, somebody who they were able to see the material and they were able to mm-hmm. probably do the, the math about like, wow, this is really different. Or like, how is this going to mm-hmm. set up a third movie? Like right. that kind yeah. of thing. So, um, I think, yeah, I think at that time I was thinking like, man, like you, you have, you have to, at, at some point also say, Man, the studio really uh, should have taken a closer look at this and thought about that, right. um, you know, before this mm-hmm. happened. Arguably, 100%. from that standpoint, um, I kind of, but yeah, I kind of bristle at the thing. Like they should have had a plan. Not sorry, I shouldn't have said that in a goofy voice because that's what you just said, Ian, <laughs> and I don't want to mock you right in front no, of yeah, your yeah. face. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like. Uh, I also think they should have had a plan, so I'm with you, Elin. Well, I don't know. I don't think you need a plan. I think that. The, because I mean, first of all, like the original movies didn't have a plan. Most yeah. movies don't have plans, and you know, I think I think we're sort of tainted by the whole Marvel Studios Kevin Feige thing, where it's like, you know, it's not obviously he doesn't have a plan mm-hmm. forever, where he's like, okay, so the first two Thor movies are going to be kind of bad, and then the third one we're yeah. going to destroy everything. It's going to be kind of cathartic, be bad. right? Yeah, the second one's going to be really bad, right. and then I think. Like, I don't think they needed to have, like, a, here are all three scripts and we have everything snapped out already. But if you're not going to have a plan, like, you need to have a communication team that wants to tell a cohesive story. Well, what I'm getting to is that, like, I I think we're kind of tainted by the whole Kevin Feige thing where it's, like, clearly he's playing 
like five steps ahead at all times. And he's like mapping he's out this web of like, like all the things other... he wants to do. But what I'm saying is first movie works great. Second movie, I mean, you know, according to us, according to Adeline and I and Elin and some a little bit to Keisha. Second movie without a plan, you're just you're just playing within the space, and it works out good. It like makes sense and feels mm-hmm. intentional. And all yeah. of us, all of us know what we want to happen in the third one. We know what mm-hmm. a conclusion would be. I don't think the problem with Rise of Skywalker is that they didn't have a plan. I think that this these two movies, even if you don't know what's going to happen from the beginning, these two movies as they exist tee you up for a lot of interesting things that could work into a satisfying conclusion. I don't yes, think 100%. the problem is that there's no plan. I think the problem is just that they drop the ball. They just they yeah. blew it. <laughs> you know, I it's don't think you need a refusal to play in the space that other people have established. Yeah, but I think and like my point I is, is like we all talk about what we wanted it. from it, what we wanted it to be, our own ideas of what it could be, and that's what it is. Like it, it, it can be. A round robin sort of thing where everybody's playing off the last thing that somebody did. I don't think you need to have like a like a, a narrative structure for yeah. three movies before you start. I that's just what I think. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think that either. But I do think that if you like, I the parts of this movie that I like are the parts that I'm pretty sure came from Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, get rid of Snoke. Screw him. It's more interesting <laughs> if. Kylo Ren is the one who's taking over things. Right. Like that's cool. Like I mm-hmm. I like the that Luke dies in this movie. I think yeah. that's right. I think that just screw screw him. Not that's not true. Luke is still my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. I like him very much. But <laughs> like those parts are interesting. Like Poe's character arc I really love and I, I like Captain Phasma it sucks that she was treated so poorly, but he was like you know what? People aren't going to expect this. Bam! Like, <laughs> right. ooh, there's stakes mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Right. Like, those yeah. are exciting People to me. die, yeah. And then, like, being like, all right, here's a watermelon, like, throwing throwing it down to, to home plate. Mm-hmm. Do with, with it what you will. And they're like, what if we actually just left the baseball stadium? And right. What if we want to play you uh, Donkey Kong <laughs> yeah. for five hours? Yeah. Uh, and Aragorn, yeah. I'm looking at you in the chat saying, like, Lord of the Rings is very intricately and delicately planned out. And I, you know, I really like the Marvel movies, too. Like I was talking about, that have this, like, galaxy brain plan that's set, like, five years ahead of us at all times. I don't think I'm saying that you shouldn't have a plan. I'm not saying it's bad to have a plan. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's just two different ways to do things. And I don't like mm-hmm. the, the I f- it feels like a logical fallacy to say that this thing didn't work out because they didn't have a plan is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think honestly the key component to any 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 project where you have multiple people individually work on something is communication because yeah. like with that planning it out, you have communication. You have everybody agreeing mm-hmm. to a plan and doing a plan. And then with scenarios like this where you don't necessarily have a step-by-step plan, but people are communicating on some level like Last Jedi is communicating with The Force Awakens on some points. Yeah. They're seeing ideas, they're exploring more mm-hmm. things, they're playing in the space. Totally. We're yeah, having screw a race parents also, I forgot to say that. They should be nobody. Yeah, that's great. I, love that. I fucking love, I love that. that. I love that race parents are yeah. nobody. It's so I'm good. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Kylo Ren is correct. <laughs> Who is Palpatine? Never heard of him. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Yeah, so like they're playing in the same space. They are communicating with each other in this weird kind of like through time communicating yeah. with each other but then you have rise of skywalker that just commu- refuses to communicate right. 
because they are mm-hmm. making a point basically not to communicate because they're trying to give a very specific audience what they want and what they want is not what they, the other two movies wanted. Mm-hmm. So they are, it's like that severing of the connection. We don't want to have a conversation in order to build something. We are burning everything down and starting anew. Right. So <laughs> it's just... Yeah, I yeah. think communication is what's key about that. It's not necessarily the plan. It's the communicating and doing something together, right. which is just what the they tripped at the finish line and weren't able to do that. Uh, this is going back a little bit in the conversation when Elon was talking about scapegoating. I just had found something away that I want to get back to, which is just like, <laughs> yeah, there's this like unique nerd culture thing where like they always need to blame somebody when they don't like something mm-hmm. and it becomes like mm-hmm. a personal vendetta. They have like a personal grudge against somebody. You ruined my childhood, Ryan. <laughs> right. Well, Todd Howard. Just Todd <laughs> Howard well, I mean, in general. Yeah, kind of Todd Howard too, but it's like, there was, for, I was so floored by this. A few days ago, uh, Avi Arad, I don't know how to pronounce his name exactly. A-V-I-A-R-A-D, Avi Arad, Arad, I don't know, um, was trending. Who's like this, classic Sony Pictures Marvel guy. He's been a comic books guy for years. He's been a film guy for years. He's been executive producer and producer on Marvel projects since the 90s. He's like an old guard superhero movie guy. And there was some interview or something where it came out where he was like, yeah, and it was my idea to do this, that, or the other. I don't even remember what it was specifically, but I guess something that some people don't like about the Marvel Spider-Man movies. He was like, yeah, Avi Arad mm-hmm. was the guy who said he wanted uh, Peter Parker to be Tony Stark's mentor or something. And, like, people were like, yes, this is the confirmation I've needed all along. Thank you, Keisha. Like, fuck Avi Arad. He sucks. He fucked it all up. It's always been him all along. And he blows... And we shouldn't, like, stop this. And it's like, why does it need to be somebody's fault? It's a lot, it takes a lot of people to yeah. make a movie. And, like, yeah, never exactly. mind the fact yeah. that so often it becomes Kathleen Kennedy. It becomes somebody who's not a yeah. white guy. It becomes somebody encroaching on your territory and ruining what you like, you know, somebody from the outside. Mm-hmm. Never mind that it happens to be, just so happens Women to be that coincidentally. Yeah. Um, but like i just i hate that i hate that it's like oh this person fucked it up and we hate them and i've got like a grudge against this person it's like fuck off like well it's just it's just not based in reality at all we're just mad and we want to target that we can point at it's classic human behavior we're mad and we're gonna it's your you did it's your fault but i just i i hate the mentality of ruining things because it's just it's not True. Like, as much as I hate Rise of Skywalker, and I jokingly say it ruined Star Wars, <laughs> I don't actually believe that it ruined Star Wars, because oh, you not. can't ruin Star Wars. That's not how it works. Right. It's like, if... Mm-hmm. First of all, we've ruined Star Wars before. Nobody liked the prequels. <laughs> like, are you trying to tell me that that didn't ruin... Like, the original Star Wars still exists. You can still, like, Rise of Skywalker didn't ruin Last Jedi. I still love The Last Jedi. I still have The Last Jedi. And Rise of Skywalker can do whatever it wants. It's not going to ruin anything. Like, I just hate that mentality. Like, oh, they ruined Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It's like, you still have Ghostbusters. There's nothing that's ruined about it. I don't know why people say that. It's like this weird... Like, it's my content, and I love it, and I don't right. want anybody to change anything yeah. about it. And it's like... 
I like you can believe that all you want and you're gonna be right nobody's gonna go back and re-edit Ghostbusters to have women in it <laughs> right. and delete all the other copies of <laughs> Ghostbusters like, canceled party yeah like you're always gonna have that thing that you love right. so someone trying out something new is basically never a bad thing because right. like if they try something new and it sucks like that's a big bummer <laughs> like, but it's not the end oh, of well, the world yeah and especially, like, oh, well. like I guess I'll watch the one that I like. Yeah. And especially, it especially irritates me when it's like a massive, like cultural property like that. If it's like mm-hmm. Spider Man or Star Wars or like Batman, and it's like, oh, and like every single movie, people attach like worldwide stakes to it. They're like, this is so important. And if this Batman movie sucks, Batman's ruined forever. It's like. This is not going to be the last Batman movie. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, we're going to be making Batman movies until the sun burns out. Like, you'll <laughs> there will be a better one I eventually. To to you. There's going to be a yeah. new one that you like probably sooner than you With think. With Edward like, Cullen. <laughs> what? With Edward Cullen. With Edward Cullen. With Robert Pattinson. Or even if you hate that, Bad if you're like, thing. I can't believe they're putting Robert Pattinson in Batman. They're going to ruin Batman forever. Why does it look like that? Why does he have eye makeup that sucks? Batman's ruined forever. It's like, no. Like, wait, like, four years. There will be a new guy playing Batman. We'll make another Batman. Or, I don't know, even if that wasn't true, read a fucking comic book or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> there's so many Batman. Just pick one. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can't ruin anything. Like you can be upset about something and not right. like what they do. And like I I feel like there's more of an argument if it's like if there's something inherently like problematic with their interpretation, but like even then, like that can just suck and you will still have the original thing. Like if mm-hmm. they like I don't even have an example, but, like, I mean, we talk about, like, the reboots that CW does all the time. Like, oh, they're going to sexualize the Powerpuff Girls. It's like, that sucks and is inherently bad. But at the end of the day, they're not ruining the Powerpuff Girls because you'll always have the Powerpuff Girls. They're not ruining Archie Comics because you'll always have Archie Comics. But, like, even if what they're doing is inherently bad. They're improving Archie Comics, actually. As if Archie Comics could be ruined. Hey, we're not ready. (laughs) You guys aren't ready for this conversation. Archie Comics suck ass. Like, they're not cool to read. (laughs) No, you're going to isolate the 50-year-olds who are listening to this, Jackson. (laughs) My grandma at the grocery store always getting Archie's comics. If you busted out an issue of Jughead, lately not cool it's not like ooh, what's he gonna get up to this week i wonder what sonic's gonna do in the archie comics what what i was gonna say too is i think and uh adeline you kind of spoke to this really well before i was even gonna Mm -hmm. mention it specifically but yeah i i do think though that like um i i i'm not gonna really endorse it but i i will say that i understand people who maybe feel a type of way about um, their their dislike for <laughs> Rise of Skywalker because, right. and this kind of goes mm-hmm. with what you said, Adeline, um, it's not a remake per se. I can understand the remake. For example, all the outrage about like the way that people, the way that Disney's casting like live action remakes and it's like they're not ruining mm-hmm. Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast or whatever, whatever, because mm-hmm. you still have the old version that you presumably already like. So you still have that. But I can understand yeah. the standpoint of Man, they only had one chance to like nail the the ninth or the final movie in the Skywalker saga, and they blew it. Like I could I could see that. Like for this isn't really a great mm-hmm. comparison, but for me, what I'll say from my experience is that like um, 
I, I love the third How to Train Your Dragon movie. I wish that they had expanded on more. Um, and so there's there's that sort of like bittersweetness to it. But like there are still moments where I look at it and I'm like, this is a really effective third movie. I just wish there was like, I just wish there was more of this mm-hmm. on my laundry list personally that I that right. could have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll never get to go back presumably and like have a second How to Train Dragon 4! You know, yeah. Oscar so, this time. They're getting it, um, baby. <laughs> So, but I mean, I, I'll still, you know, agree with Jackson in that, like, it's not the end of the world, but I can understand if somebody, if somebody feels or is predisposed to feel a certain elevated yeah. level of negativity. Yeah, I guess there is a, a different kind of conversation to be had about a trilogy, like, where it is the sequel and the sequel is bad. I guess I understand that more. I guess if you could mm-hmm. say, I, I still don't agree with the point that it ruins Star Wars, because that's everything before it but to say that they ruined the ninth star wars movie is very fair to say (laughs) like i don't like i I I I totally see what you're saying i think well i think that there's just like extra weight because like you want it to be good and you want to like Mm -hmm. it and like especially knowing that carrie fisher passed away and like there's Mm -hmm. no trying again there's no starting over there's no do-overs like this There's is no what Snyder we have yeah. right. and we can't change it and that kind of sucks if you are left with like oh i didn't like this like i actually didn't like it and i want to and i don't know how to rectify that and people will just be like kathleen kennedy Ryan Johnson, you're the right. reason yeah, why yeah, yeah. where it's just like you didn't like this movie and there's like a part of your subconscious that knows that oh well there's like not gonna be another yeah. like moment for princess leia to redeem that for you right and that's that's mm-hmm. hard. That's tricky. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We no, appear to I have ju- uh, sparked some backlash in the chat about our comments about Archie Comics. About the Sonic Comics. <laughs> well, well, I, mean, I don't know. I can't speak I to d- the Sonic Comics. That wasn't what I was talking about. You brought that in, Adeline. So I'm going to direct that. I'm at sure they're you. good. <laughs> sure they're <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know a lot about the Sonic Comics. I do know that it's a totally like not even the same characters as the video games like totally mm-hmm. its own thing doing its own thing so if you want to be like yeah the com- the sonic comics are good feel free because yeah. i got no clue i just know they're weird as heck <laughs> right. i remember watching I, an animated show a bunch when i was when i was younger i don't remember a ton about it i just remember it was really cool but yeah i, I didn't know they yeah. had comics though that's cool yeah no the sonic yeah, no, comics like, were like sally the, the squirrel thing. stuff like that yeah sally the squirrel well, are that's you because she's the, not in the video you, games, but she's in the comics. Are you getting confused with the Animaniacs? Oh, uh, love no, the Animaniacs. No, that's the, she is the comics one are of them better. is named Sally, and she wears a blue vest. Is her name Sally? I don't know. Sally Squirrel, that's her name. Is it Susie? I don't know. What's she's that the character's squirrel. name? She's a squirrel. She's got that weird, like, mohawk hair, and she's got the blue jacket, like, the blue, like, vest jacket, and she fights her clone on one of the comic book covers. That's it's all I know. Like, is it, squirrel. like, Squirrel Girl or something? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think no, I know of, like, like, a character called named Squirrel yeah, Girl. Yeah, okay, hold on. I mean, yeah, I, I Squirrel Girl is a Marvel, Marvel superhero. She's my favorite. That's different. Oh. I know who that is. That's Sally Squirrel, yeah. Sonic. So, this... Sonic the Hedgehog. I read a couple Archie comics... Like when I was younger, and I kind of, I kind of dug them. Oh, so right. that, like, yeah. I remember that Elon, when they started good. Riverdale. I haven't been watching. I haven't been watching Riverdale. Once they kind of got really like, uh, like supernatural thriller in season three, I was like, eh, okay, I'm out. And then I just haven't really tuned back in. Right. I remember those first two seasons were pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, that. Oh. I stand by what I said about Archie comics. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I mean, look, there's some novelty to them. It's quaint. They're fun. That's the adjective I would use to describe Archie comics is quaint. That's what I'll say. I think they have some edgier, like, runs of, like, you know, flash forward to them as adults, which <laughs> Maybe, I, I kind of think well, is sort of the like, tone that the show is trying to do now, but I don't know. Well, there's like the new, like actual comic books with the Archie gang. That's relatively very new. No, yeah. Though. Like the Mark is Wade that... reboot from like five years ago kicks ass. There are six issues of Archie from, I think, 2013 with Mark Wade and Fiona Staples that are great and there's a long uh chip zadarsky and ryan north run on jughead that's great there's like a modern archie comics comic book reboot that i am a huge fan of but the like classic newsprint archie i stand by yeah well but while that new comic book was coming out they were still doing the old comics because i would still see them at the grocery store are they still doing it or are those just ancient copies at the grocery store no those are all like reprints i think there's a certain industry for like taking old archie comic books and reprinting them into those like thick like grocery store books that are like this thick and it's like archie's greatest adventures or whatever and you're like oh veronica and stacy best friends who are weirdly in love who's the jock Archie? Oh, I know this. No, Reggie, not Archie. I think. Oh, Reggie. Reggie. That's Reggie. the poll yeah, I was yeah. looking for. Like, what's Reggie going to get up to this time? <laughs> Maybe Josie and the Pussycats will show up for a crossover. Ooh. Maybe Casper the Ghost oh. will show up. <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch yeah. is... I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Have you I'm seen that edgy... Com- have you seen that edgy theory online that's like, oh, no. Casper the Ghost is actually Richie Rich? I want to no. say I refuse to apply any edginess to any of these properties. <laughs> well, I want to say it's absolute. Keisha, says Keisha Rhodes, Riverdale no. stan. No, 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 no. I'm not a Riverdale stan. I am a Sabrina the Teenage Witch stan. Okay. And not Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm talking Melissa Joan Hart. I'm talking 90s hijinks. That is what I'm here for. Have you guys well, seen that one? Their... Have you guys seen that one, like, kind of that one live action Casper movie. It's kind of a bummer. Oh, fuck. We're like, yeah. I'm pretty the sure <laughs> like Casper gets reincarnated, but then like sacrifices himself because like he fell in love with like the girl and her dad that had moved into that mansion yeah. or whatever. He's just like, and I'm just really right sad that I'm not alive anymore. And I wish I was still alive. I wish I knew how like, I died. Yo, being <laughs> dead actually sucks. I'm a dead child. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow, this is so, what a fun ghost story. It's just a bummer. So it's just a real bummer. Yeah, you can't think about Casper too hard or it's just inherently sad. <laughs> yeah. But the like well, edgy theory was like, Richie Rich and Casper are the same guy. But here's the thing. Richie Rich and Casper have cameos where they hang out like two good little boys right. all the time. Mm, so checkmate, atheist. Same. What do you got to say I, about that? Same company. I honestly don't think that Casper is that sad because it's honestly my dream to be a ghost. Like, <laughs> I just think it'd be so fun to move stuff around and like freak people just, out, but maybe not that much. Is it your dream to be want. seven years old forever, though? Well, no. <laughs> is it your dream to die maybe? tragically as a seven year old? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I think being a ghost would be fun. Okay. I just think it'd be it's fun. Fair. Maybe not forever, but like for a good solid like 25 years. I think they would. Just, what a romp. All right, all right. You could be like, but like a helpful ghost. ghost. You could be like, oh, someone, oh, someone I love can't find their phone, and they'd be like, here you go, old enough to and scare them and help them at the same time. Right. That's the dream. All right, all right. That's the dream. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> um, as far as the Last Jedi goes, 
Yeah, the movie. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys. I feel like I've I, I've made my way through what I wanted to say here today. Let me check out my uh, notarina. Rose is good, and if you think Rose is bad, Rose is good. You can leave if you you're like. Just, you're just a racist, yeah. and you're Rose just is sad. <laughs> like that. I really think. Uh, here's yeah, what I'll don't say. be mean to Kelly Marie Tran. Don't be <laughs> oh, mean to her. Of course not. Uh, yeah, don't here's what I'll say. Her. Uh, doing talking at the beginning sucks. Hate that line. Not funny. Doing talking. Don't do that. Like, oh, yes, yes, I would, yes, that yes, would, yes. That's like a yeah. big cringe line, which is, I think, 100% the biggest reason there was backlash about her whole character. Because that line is the most cringy, like, John Green-ass, relatable tween dialogue oh yeah and i was like no I just no think not doing it weird. it's like yeah, joss whedon. it's like the sometimes... worst of joss whedon and john green all rolled into one <laughs> yeah 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 i do feel like sometimes we do kind of fall into that pitfall there's a few times that we do it that's the main one the i want to put my fist through this whole town one is kind of up <laughs> right. there it's yeah like, Power I, like it's a good <laughs> It's a good sentiment. I wish she would have just said it better. Like it's, I, I, I know why she says that. I like that she says it. I wish she just didn't do yeah, this. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little sandy. She said it. You it's know? a little bit of a sandy line. Sandy. Like I hate yeah, sand. Yeah, she's like, I just want to. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. That's a good. Like I really. I run away from this. Town. I feel like you've just codified something. Keisha, which is describing <laughs> something as, as sandy, which I'm like quite it's a sandy. lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yep. I totally get your sentiment is that you don't like sand because you were a slave in the desert <laughs> right. for your first 12 years of life. Well, but like, why did you yeah, say yeah, it yeah. like that, bro? I get it. But like, yeah. don't say it like that. <laughs> Why'd you say like it like that? that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really good. And like, you know, at the end on the salt planet, fucking rips and all the red mm-hmm. and the white. And, mm. okay, I want to talk about the editing. So Not in, like, the very end on the Salt Planet, but, like, in the moment where it's, like, the three things, like, uh, Finn and Rose about to be executed, and Holdo about to blast through the Star Destroyers, and Kylo Ren and Rey fighting over the lightsaber. Lightsaber. Happening, like, intercut in between. It's not, like, little pieces of scene. It's, like, all happening at once, cutting back and forth between until the three big things all happen at exactly the same time in, like, one storytelling so moment. That is, so like, some of the most immaculate, like, action storytelling I've ever seen. That, like, I'm telling you, like, so from good. from that set of sequences all the way through the Salt Planet, anytime I watch this movie, I'm just, like, on my feet. I'm just like, yes! Like, <laughs> yes! Yes! yes do it! Get him! Like, it is so, it is so satisfying. And, like, all the shit with Luke Skywalker on the salt planet, and they blast him, and he gets off, and he, just the little understated shoulder brush. Oh, it's so good. And they fight, he fights Kylo Ren. so good. Uh, And the foxes, the little ice crystal boys. Yeah, the critters. The the crystal crystal critters that teach him how to get out of the cave. God, it rules. God, like, the last 40 minutes of this movie are immaculate there's absolutely nothing that i would change fight, about him the fight between kylo and skywalker where he where kylo ren can't hit luke or he'll know that luke isn't actually right. there so it's just luke fucking flexing <laughs> that kylo mm-hmm. ren never touches him that entire fight oh, God. because because then he would know that he's not there but so he's just fucking yeah Damn, I, and like there's this subtle cut to where 
like you see Kylo Ren's feet slip, and at first you're like, "Ooh, that's just a cool shot because of salt." And then you see huh. you see Luke's foot like not, not do that, move the not agitate the the salt at all, and you're like, "Oh, maybe it's just like as a first time viewer, you're like, oh, he's just like really." in tune with the force really like good. he's barely even touching it because obviously he's got to be here like <laughs> right. why wouldn't he not be yeah, here yeah why wouldn't he be here and then yeah. and then you're like oh my god he's oh! over here like his, <laughs> it's so good the french and kiss his, amazing and his, his conversation with leia is like i would i would watch that 10 times yeah, over and great. over again it's just so french so kiss cute french and kiss. it makes me cry and like it's just and i love the way that like that Kylo Ren and General Hux, like, interact with each other at the end. That it's, like, General Hux is constantly, like, trying to, like, talk to him and be like, maybe we should think this through. And Kylo Ren's like, fuck you! <laughs> like, he's just so angry. He's just constantly plowing through everything. He's like, I want every gun on Luke Skywalker now! And Ron's yeah. like, shoot that piece of junk out <laughs> of the sky. Yeah, it's so fucking good. God, so good. I love this movie so much. This is what happens. <laughs> See, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, I don't know about all this stuff. Like, the, the whole of this stuff's weird and, bored. like, this and that. And, like, I'm kind of waiting for it. And then I'm like, oh! I'm like my dad watching a Seahawks game. I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, this is my... Like, we're scaring the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just can't help but like have a big fucking grin on my face. I'm like, this is perfect. This is perfect so blockbuster action filmmaking. So and I love Ryan Johnson. It rules. It's so good. I love Ryan Johnson. And that guy too. licks the ground yeah. and says salt. And I'm like, Gah! I'm always surprised by salt! that line reading. It's never quite how I remember it. He's like, I, he's kind of, he's, he's like a little bit surprised by it. He's like, salt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, the, it's just because, like, there's literally no reason why we would need to know it's salt at all. That's cool. I like, don't know. It's, it's cool. It's just like, if they were like, dirt, you'd be like, yeah, it's, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Clay. It's clay. clay. You're like, okay. Why'd you taste it? What if he was like, pastrami? <laughs> like, it's not like it changes anything. I mean, You're just like, look at all the salt. It's so cool. It could be <laughs> snow. Yeah. It could be snow. It's probably yeah, just saying, yeah, like, sure. That's what I, yeah. it doesn't change the visuals. It's still cool. <laughs> Yes, I don't know. I like it better at just ideologically. The fact that you know it's, it's salt funny. adds like a sensory element to it. You know, you can kind of yeah, imagine. Yeah, no, I think what they were making like. sure you knew it wasn't snow. <laughs> right. I literally think that's what it was. They were like, they're gonna think it's snow. It's we're salt, gonna let though. them know that it's salt. You're like, and then Ryan they just like, had a guy did do that. Like, <laughs> it's critical and crucial that they know what the anatomic compounds are in this scene. <laughs> It's critical. But what you're thinking I about, it, if you're thinking about salt while you're watching it, it salt changes the experience. It's crunchy. It's got a taste. It's got a smell. It, it would have like been thematic sensory... if it was sand, though. Mm. It would have been like, ooh. Sand. That's, oh, wait. I have, here are my, here are some things. Here are my final thoughts. Okay. My biggest, this is my biggest problem with this movie, is mm -hmm. that no one loses an arm. It's true. That's all. It is a second one. I needed... I needed one person to lose an arm. Just an arm. I feel like that's not mm -hmm. a lot to ask for. It could have been Poe. Unwatchable. It could have been anyone. Unwatchable. It could have been BB-8. He lost his little thumb guy. Does somebody that was oh, no. But no one loses an arm. C-3PO. has an arm still, C-3PO. He gains he an arm. He has his arms it. back. But he lost it in the last movie. Episode two. They're reversing. They're reversing what you think. They're C-3PO gains an arm instead of losing one. 
I'm not gonna move. I here's the thing that I've been saying in my head while we've been thinking through this. <laughs> okay, is that I what I feel like this movie for me is representative in the way that I consumed like Avatar: The Last Bender, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and then Legend of Korra. Where the first time I saw, it, I was like, "This is terrible. It's bad." And then I watched it again. And I was like, "No, it's good." Um, and other, other like. Back to the Future 1. So good, so good, so good. Back to the Future 2. It's terrible, I hate it. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, I actually do like I this. like Back like, to the Future the 2 same. more and more the more I watch it. <laughs> right? Yeah. But when I saw this movie, it kind of, like, instilled this fear of that, like, maybe I'm not going to like Star Wars anymore. Right. And then it, it like, my, my Star Wars, like, new trilogy went dormant inside of my body. And <laughs> when I watched, when I watched, like, the, I hadn't watched The Force Awakens in so long. I haven't watched this movie since I saw it in theaters. So it was like, actually, I'm, I'm like, appreciating more about it. So maybe in uh, another rewatch, I'll be like, yeah, it's actually pretty yeah, good. Actually, Which I already uh, am. It's kind of the I'm best movie there. of all time, actually. I'm already there. Like, I, I don't hate it. I just, like, right. it makes me sad. Yeah. Because it's just like a symptom of a bigger, yeah, not not conclu- not a conclusion right. that I no, like, yeah, I get maybe you. prefer. But if someone had lost an arm, it's true. Then everything would have been fine. Perfect film. Consider Perfect film. if we consider yeah. Rogue One to the be coconut? the second one instead. I won't. <laughs> Does somebody lose an arm in Rogue One? Everyone loses all, lose all of their, their bodies. Body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that counts. <laughs> they all get eviscerated. <laughs> I don't think it counts. Oh man! If Pa or Finn had lost his arm, that would have been good. Like at Finn the very lost the arm. and like she didn't, she didn't like s- quite save all of him. Like in How to Train Your Dragon. Right, right, right. You said you you brought him back alive. <laughs> well, mostly. That would have been like, you got That's me. Good. You that got it. Been good. Thank you. That would have been fun. You know what else is sick is this whole Salt Planet thing because it's right underneath, and the ships are like on little poles. They're like skimmers, so. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, they'll do a cut where you're looking at them advancing towards you, and you can see, like, the entire history of the battle laid out based on, like, the markings they've made in the salt. You can, like, see where each, like, speeder has gone and exactly where they blew up or where they are now. You can see them, like, weaving in and out of each other. That is the it's coolest shit in the world. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> This is the part of the podcast where we just go, it's really it's good, good, over and over again, which is what happens but sometimes. where is the hand lost? True, 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 true. Okay, you guys... Maybe one of the Arctic foxes lost it. You don't know. It could have been Kylo Ren. He's a Skywalker. Context. It would have worked. Uh, it's always a Skywalker. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. You guys are going to stall for uh-huh. me while I look for a good review to close this out. Keisha, you can start to do the plugs if you'd like. Uh-oh. Oh, Elon's gone. We lost Elon. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Sacrifice. Well. <laughs> what? Uh, somebody want to check on it? Elin, are you okay? Elin. So I don't, I have a little change in tradition today. We're destroying the old and going on with the new or whatever. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I don't have, I, I don't have a creepy pasta. In a traditional sense, I just found something that I don't understand, and I need, I just need other people to know what I'm going through. Okay. So, what what I have found, I found this really creepy link on my guy, on my little computer, and I right. followed it, and yeah, I got uh-huh. on the Wattpad, and that's, that's a creepypasta in itself. Okay. So, welcome to Creepypasta Book Club. We're on Wattpad today, uh, so you know, you know it's good. So, 
I found... So it's Creepypasta x Star Wars Jedi vs. Sith. So what this is, is that it's taking those classic Creepypasta characters that you know. Slenderman, Tiki Toby, Jeff the Killer, all your friends are here. Half of them are named Jack. Uh, And we're just gonna, you know, which one of these um, serial killer ghosts would be a Sith? And which of these serial killer ghosts would be Jedi? Uh, and there's another fun element to this, where it also includes their, uh, also includes their star signs. Um, so if you're, so Jack said you're a Leo. Right. Big so, Leo uh, energy. you're, you're, you're eyeless Jack, and you're also a Jedi, so just, that's some information for you. I'm pretty sure eyeless Jack does stab a whole bunch of people <laughs> okay. in his story. I'm not a, I have never read a creepypasta, a traditional creepypasta, so we'll go with that. Uh, next one, Capricorn, also a Jedi. Uh, you're Tiki Toby. Don't know what the fuck he does. Oh, His name's Toby. That's kind of fun. Uh, if you're a Pisces, you're also a Jedi and you're masky. Homicidal Leo is a Jedi. Um, Jane the Killer is also a Jedi. And Jane? Sally's Wait, a Jedi. hold on. I need backstory on Jane the Killer. I thought it was it's Jane Jeff the Virgin. It's Jeff the Killer, but it's a woman. Well, right. It's Jeff the Killer, but it's a woman. I like, Jane, I like I like I like the idea that it's Jane the Virgin instead. <laughs> that's yeah, that's also an option. Uh, so you want to know who the Sith are of these uh, monsters who kill people for entertainment? <laughs> Who's that? So we've got Slenderman, which seems kind of rude what's to his, me. If you're gonna tell me that sign? any if any creepypasta is like kind of neutral, I would say it's Slenderman because the next Sith is Jeff the Killer. Oh, and he's got him. the killer in his name, and there's just no way that he's gonna he's gonna be a Sith. Then we Wait, have so another Gemini, Ben Drowned. That's his full name, by the way. First name Ben, last name Drowned. And then mm. we've got Laughing Jack Hoodie. I've never heard of Hoodie before, but apparently he's a Cancer and also a Sith. And then we have Clockwork, which is another one, and he's a Virgo, and he's a Sith. So this is just something that I've discovered today, and I just needed other people to know it exists, and I just need... I just need everyone I, to know. Okay. Uh, I feel, give me just a moment. Oh, Aelin! Aelin's back! Okay, okay. Yay! Aelin, what's your, what's, your, what's your star sign? My star sign? Oh, you mean yeah. like the... Your, your Zodiac. Your Zodiac. Oh, I don't yeah. call it Zodiac because I try to try to maintain my Chinese customs, you know. No clue, to be honest. I, I maybe I looked it up at one time, but I forgot. <laughs> that is that's okay. Oh, well, good. I envy you, Elon. <laughs> I, I, I wish I, I was could. More... I wish I could live a life where I don't need to know what my Zodiac <laughs> sign is. No, the, hold the on, crowd hold that on. I kind I've of discovered with, there's um, another. The crowd I rolled with in college were really into the Enneagram type, so that was mm. more of the. What's your the, Enneagram? My Enneagram is type five. I'm type five. I'm five wings oh, six, no baby. Ooh. Oh, cool. Right on. Cool, cool. <laughs> I haven't taken that test, so I don't know. I don't know if I believe but... in any of it, but it's fun to take tests. Okay, I've discovered a new layer to this Wattpad article, I guess we're calling it, because it's not a fan fiction. But uh, the top image is a picture of Slenderman dressed up as Darth Vader, and that's very enjoyable. Because the thing like... about Darth Vader is that if you put the mask on, you're just Darth Vader. So yeah. it's just Slenderman without the Darth Vader mask dressed up as Darth Vader, and I think that's very good. I'll go on a Wattpad and I'll make a what 
Jedi slash Sith are you based off of your Enneagram? I think that- I'm sure there's 10 billion BuzzFeed. <laughs> People don't care about you. Enneagram as much, I feel like. It's growing, though. It's on the rise. It's got it's got less aesthetic tied into it, you know? Like, Zodiac Type has eight, that celestial- Palpatine. Type 1. Yoda. Maybe. Type 2. It's fair. Sorry, fair. sorry, I've got yeah. an ad playing Leia. on- Sorry about that. Sorry about that stream. I just had... I'm just recording Uh-oh. my computer's audio, so they just heard... Did you know that I think that it looks COVID- like I'm a Taurus? Because I think they're, these That's are based me. on birth dates, right? That's me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so okay. you're both... You're both Jane the Killer. <laughs> I've got terrible yes, news for you. Jane the you're Virgin. both Jane the Killer, and you're both Jedi, just like Jane the Why Killer. Why wouldn't Jane the Killer the fact- be a Sith Lord? Why would any of these not be Sith Lords? <laughs> Okay. Homicidal like- Liu is a Jedi. <laughs> uh, I guess that's fair. Their name is Scott Homicidal. First name Homicidal, <laughs> last name Liu. I just don't know. 10% homicide, 50% well, skill. It's, <laughs> it's the year of the ox, and it's about to be the star sign of the ox. So if you're an ox, man... I don't know what that means. I don't know go what any off. of it means. <laughs> just go buy a go car. Crazy. Go off. Go off, King. Go go off. <laughs> yeah. Go I was off. born in the year of the ox, and I'm a Taurus, so this month is going to be lit for me. <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably going to be the same that it's been. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know yet. Um. <laughs> well, it's because I'm, I'm year of the dragon. What are you year of, Jackson? The ox. Yes. The ox also probably. You, you were born the same, same year. So. That's true. That'll do it. I guess I need to start thinking of Elon, years I'm pretty of sure animals. you're a rabbit. Pretty sure. Okay. He looks like or, a dude to I, me. I, Good one, Jackson. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna it, feel like, bad though. Let me I gotta make sure. It's always the like least fun question to ask a group of your friends at school because you're all going to be in the same year. It's true. Like oh, you, tiger, you're just gonna get tiger. I get tiger Ooh, and rabbit mixed like, up all the time. Oh, it's wild because we all went to the same high school. Though it's the tigers. Ah, uh, Tony the tiger Whoa. in love with the Grinch. I forgot about this. It's been a hot <laughs> second since this came up. My thumb is, is my it? thumb is too long for that to look yeah. normal. Oh, is it LC? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. For Lewis and Clark. I never went. LC. I tiger. never went. Look, my thumb is too. I long. never went they, to a single basketball game. <laughs> they, not even the rubber chicken. I never went to a single rubber chicken. For all of the people who have ever... You all know what the rubber chicken is, listeners who didn't go to our specific (laughs) high school. I still get paid to go to those. Do you really? Not recently, but... Are they fun as an adult? Well, if I got... I I just sit with other adults. Right. And we're like, oh, look, there's a student. Wave at them so they know we exist outside of a church on Tuesdays. (laughs) And then we go get beer and pizza, and that's pretty fun. Nice. So... Our school... I'm pretty biased because my brother played. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was always a fun time. I loved rubber chicken. I think this, like, they're so fun. Spirit, basketball. I like a basketball game. I mostly just went because my I girlfriend just... wanted to. That was sort of my experience with the rubber chicken. Yeah, it was, like, at the end of the year, right? I don't know. No, it's like well, it's the was fact it? that you the fact that you like had like... to buy a T-shirt, and they were like, "So here's the thing: if you went to the rubber chicken, they were like, you have to participate, and you have to know all the it's dances, and you have to buy the T-shirt because if you're not there and you're not high on spirit, we're gonna lose. It's gonna be your fault." Okay, so wait. Like, I'm for not those of, go then. for the people who didn't go to our specific high school in our specific town, the rubber chicken was a spirit competition. 
slash basketball tournament between <laughs> our school. Spirit <laughs> competition our... slash basketball game. Hey, the basketball games don't matter as much. You can lose it all of the basketball secondary. games yeah. and then still win the chicken. So what would happen is we'd go up against our rival high school and both the boys team and the girls team varsity teams would play basketball and everyone, all of the student section would be like wearing themed shirts and we had yeah, themed props theme. and we got judged on like how good our cheers were, how respectful we were, how our color scheme was. And then whoever won the basketball games plus the spirit competition got to take home a rubber chicken for the year. And it's pretty fun. <laughs> and it was also, yeah, the thing I about just... it was that it was at the Spokane arena, which is like, a yeah. big, it a big it's like deal. a big sports a arena it's stadium. like where i went yeah. to see i guess i didn't see any concerts there i just we saw Jim- i saw taylor Jim swift Gaffigan there but i don't think i've seen a concert in the spokane arena that's so concert in the spokane arena anyway i was just always turned off by it because they're like you have to buy three t-shirts and if you're not going to be off your ass oh, crazy yeah. excited then don't come <laughs> and i was like i'm already a nerdy kid I'm not gonna come. <laughs> like, mm. it's just, it's not, it was, I'm not going. I loved them. I loved a good rubber chick. It's fun it's for me. I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun. Elon and I are team <laughs> rubber chicken, and you guys are team, eh, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It was fine, whatever. <laughs> that's what I just said. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I know. That's why I said it, Keisha. Okay. Okay. Do you guys want to start doing your... Are we done? Are we done for the day? Do you want to start doing the plugs yeah. and wrap it up? Elon, do you have any la- final thoughts on the... The Last Jedi or the Rubber Chicken, I guess. Well, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get the, get us into too far of a tangent. But I think a, a thought that I had forgotten to bring up that I, I had been thinking about about Kylo Ren was like, kind of like his his motivation because I, I found it interesting. Kind of thinking back to, it kind of connects to what I was saying earlier about um, you know Kylo's whole pitch about like Ray, join me in the middle, and we don't have to worry, and we we can just be the two most powerful forces, and we can just do whatever we want. Um, and kind of like, kind of think like, you know, what is driving that? And it definitely, I, I remember watching it, uh, most recent time I've watched it, there's this line at the very beginning, his first scene with uh, with Snoke, where Snoke just kind of like, and this is kind of how you know you're setting Snoke up to die because he's so, um, he's very powerful, but he's also very arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just straight up says like, like you know, to Kylo's face, like you just find... You just find some sucker's, you know, weakness, and you can just keep yeah. manipulating it. And you just manipulate. There's the point where um, he says, "Out of it, pretty much." I cannot be betrayed. That's hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like that rules. Yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, but I actually it, yeah. wanted this to happen, so. But you know that it's Palpatine speaking, so he's kind of right. Mm, again. Yeah, I guess whatever. Yeah. I, don't care. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, like through this whole trilogy, I, I think that I you gotta, see. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> What's that feeling? I kind of feel like through this whole trilogy, though, you're kind of seeing like Kylo Ren really be, as Snow kind of calls him at the very beginning, like he's he's a, he's he's a child, um, who I don't think never really grew up, per se. Like he mm-hmm. kind of he was on the path. Yeah, he was on the path to become a Jedi, and then he switched sides, and he's just been just a vacuum for power ever since. And I think he seems to be more motivated more so than you know than by you know which side he's on than like what opportunity allows him to fulfill um that kind of i think that he thinks that attaining power will kind of be able to he'll be able to be realize himself um but he's interesting to kind of see that path he goes through and kind of um you know how important that arc is in this movie particularly (coughs) right yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, the I conversation of how Kylo Ren, like, perfectly mirrors, like, the right-wing pipeline is just, <laughs> right. like... We, we, we talked about it last time when we talked about uh, The Force Awakens, but, like, it's... I, it, it's so true. I mean, he is this teen who, like, mm-hmm. doesn't... He's a child. He's an angry child. He doesn't know what he do, what to do. He feel like he's been betrayed and hurt by his family, by everybody around him. So he just, like, clings to whatever he thinks is going to get him any kind of semblance of self or semblance of power. And for a really, really long time, that is Snoke. And it doesn't matter that Snoke is an asshole. It doesn't matter that Snoke, like, literally mm-hmm. physically attacks him. It doesn't matter because kylo ren is just being so abused and so manipulated that this is what he thinks is gonna work out the best for him so like it's a weird thing where it's like that moment where he kills snoke it it feels like such a relief you're like yes kylo ren's gonna be a good guy we're gonna gonna get this kid out of this horrible situation and then when it's not that at all kind of like the like Mm -hmm. it, it you can't just it can't just be over you can't just fix it by like, like his I- like, ideology wasn't just like, oh, I'll just follow Snoke and then we'll see how it happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, he has his own. Like, as the kids say, Adam Driver always understands the assignment. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's just, yeah. also watch A Marriage Story. <laughs> marriage Story? <laughs> Maybe we, gotta, we talk about Marriage Story too much to not do it on the show. We eventually. love Marriage Story. Marriage Story's so good. Another Laura Dern Adam Driver joint. We have it's to. true. It's true. And Laura Dern's also kind of a condescending, not nice woman true. in this but movie. But it's better in, in Marriage Story. But it's better. It makes more sense because she's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. No, te- no offense to okay, lawyers. Here's, some, here's a grudge I've been holding on to for about two years now. Oh, okay. <laughs> in 2019, when Laura Dern got nominated for Marriage Story, there were a lot of people who were like, uh, actually, I think Laura Dern's better in Little Women this year, actually. And I was like, that is the nah. worst. No. Nah. Like, Laura Dern's great in Little Women. You just like course. her in Little Women more. Because uh, she's a likable character. Yeah, she's more likable. Yeah, in Marriage Story, she kicks ass. She is giving, like, one it's of the true. weirdest, most interesting performances I can remember in Marriage Story. She rules in that. People being like, oh, actually, uh, I think that in Little Women, she is better. That's what the people who... That's yeah, what Little Women the, stands you, talk like. Because you like her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's what the little women stands are gonna come. Yeah, right. Oh, actually, uh, the thing about That's what, yeah. <laughs> um, I like this hill that you've chosen. To yeah, die. I, like I just feel strongly nice. about it's that. Very lush. I think she rules in Marriage Story, and she's, she's really good. Of course, really good in Little Women. Also, Little Women also rules. Laura Dern always understands the assignment. I think I even like Little Women better than I like Marriage Story. But I think wow. Laura Dern's better. It is than so Marriage good. Story. Anyway. It is both of those movies uh, are really excellent. We didn't talk about Andy Circus enough, I don't think. Oh no! Our, we didn't. <laughs> our main man fucking killing it in this movie. We yeah, haven't I know. talked about him. Once. I love oh, God. He's just talk about somebody always understanding the assignment. <laughs> yeah, Andy God, absolutely. It's this is an I Andy Circus stand account. <laughs> I love just the little like the list. It's just like I never I I never would have thought of that, but it works so well with the character. Yeah. Like, I just, like, this, like, nervous tick that it's just, it's good. Oh, wait. God. Andy Circus. I think you're thinking of Benicio Del Toro. DJ is. I am I? Yeah. <gasps> oh, I'm excited. Andy Circus oh, plays I? Snoke. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Why did Whoa. I think it was? But, like. Oh, yeah. No, well, it's because he looks it, like friendo. he does in Black Panther. That's what it is. <laughs> right. 
but I, I totally had those two characters confused. Like in real life. <laughs> but that whole... When he's not CGI. <laughs> no, but they're like the same amount of like grimy and they're always yeah, wearing yeah. like brown coats and they've got yeah, like fuzzy and, hair. And you know who I loses just, like, an arm? Andy Circus. You're right, so there we go. See, uh, I was just filling in the ga- in the gaps. There you go. Uh, but I think like that whole little bit <laughs> of business in, a- in the throne room scene where Andy Circus is like, "Yes, I can see in your mind. He's decided who his true enemy is, and now he's turning the lightsaber to strike true <laughs> at his real foe." Like that could be yeah. so fucking cheesy and out of left field and crazy, but I feel like he sells yeah, that yeah. so perfectly. And it works. Oh, and you're yeah. like, yeah, Gotti, Gotti. <laughs> like, it's just so good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I do. Uh, I guess the reason that I kind of forget it's Andy Circus is because uh, Snoke's face isn't very good. <laughs> I think it's good. I like when the way to, he emotes. I like. I like the way it looks. I don't think he emotes enough, though. Like, I like. Ma- his I like the imagery. Up. I like the imagery of him being this old man that's just like, like one of the, just barely alive. Like there's something wrong with him. Right. He looks like Mitch McConnell. Like I like that. <laughs> I like that vibe. But no. But Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch McConnell is Woo! the Snoke of our our <laughs> galaxy. So, but it, it's just, I love I love that look. But it's just like I. He looks a little bit too CGI-y. Like, I just don't mm. think he looks It's the eyes. Real. They shouldn't have it's made the them eyes. human. His skin is just, like, a little too pink. He looks... Mm. Like, I like that he's, like, malformed, but he just, like, ends up looking too alien. Like, I feel like... I know. They should have, like... Because we've seen Andy Serkis just a mo. Like, we know he knows how to act. He does such a good job. Like, I feel like they should have, like... Yeah, just put Andy Serkis in a, in a Yoda a puppet. Bit, just so we could see more of Andy Serkis shine through, you know? <laughs> He's kind of like, like an the alien whole thing Freddy Krueger. Like, I think he should have been. A he is alien tall. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> no, Jackson. Hundred foot tall alien. Oh, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. If he was just huge. <laughs> okay, but then we were never gonna kill him. It's, uh, no, uh, it would have uh-uh. done nothing. Chop off his hand. Throw it, throw it up in his eye. <laughs> I wouldn't kill him. Bleed out! <laughs> Use the force. Stick a lightsaber through his eyeball into his brain. That'd be sick. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Like, even now, I can see you hooking the lightsaber at the eyeball of your true at the enemy. Eye of your enemy. <laughs> I like the fact, too, that, like, if you think about it, like, Snoke and then Palpatine in the OG trilogy, like, they just seem like old men who can barely move. Right. Like, in a fight, but they're just so powerful. They're just, like, rubbing their feet on the floor and just shocking people to death or something. <laughs> I was gonna say, They're Snoke like, doesn't I'll really. Show those young youngins. Snoke doesn't really ever have like a display of power, really, in this. Well, he, like, he has like he the little lightning thing at the beginning. Like yeah. Does he? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he yeah. throws Kylo all around, and he, they're not even in the same. Right. Room. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He, he throws no, General Hux around room. at the very beginning. And, yeah, yeah. twice. Ship. He's hustling Ray. He's like. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's another really good, like, sort of understated thing that Andy Serkis is good at, just playing the like. Like that little tiny finger flip, and mm-hmm. she's like, "You're like, ooh, yeah. like yeah. if there's like a there's he's a like, real causality to it that feels really satisfying, just from a filmmaking perspective. I don't know, it sells really well. Yeah, he's like, look out the window at <laughs> your precious rebellion. Yeah, God, it's so good. It's like, oh, look out the window at your precious I, rebellion. 
That's why I, I set up this magnifying glass so that you could see all of it. Keisha, she's like, I'm, I don't know if I could do that again now that I've done it one time. <laughs> My Snoke voice? That's not very good. <laughs> just, oh, never mind. Uh... Wait, what? No, I don't. I thought you were about. laughing at my Andy Circus impression. I no, I liked it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> That's again. what I was laughing at. Okay, never. Mind. I don't no, know. Whatever. What Miscommunication. <laughs> Just like Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's kind of the real Snoke of the franchise, if you think about it. If you think about it, <laughs> Kathleen. Did you guys? Kennedy. Did you guys see that thing that was going around Twitter that was like? Here are the CEOs of Marvel and Disney and Pixar and Star Wars and see which one's different. And it's like the three white guys that run the other three companies with all their like fucking action figures and Funko Pops behind them on the shelves. And Kathleen Kennedy is just in like a nice clean oh, office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, Funko Pops yeah. In oh, it. she's in the... <laughs> She's in the office and she doesn't have fun. She's annoyed me about Star Wars. Yeah, like, like yeah, sure. whatever. Fuck it's off. It's almost as if women aren't allowed to have fun <laughs> yeah. or else they're not taken seriously. It's almost like she has to be more professional right. in order to get the same amount of respect that everybody else automatically gets. Huh? Like, weird. People, I want to make it, people talk about Kathleen Kennedy like she just popped into existence in 2015 to ruin Star Wars. Like I want to yeah. tell you some movies that Kathleen Kennedy is a producer on. Uh, well, I just want to, I just want to introduce you to my friend over here. His name is George Lucas and he um, directed the pe- prequels. Well, so if he could just come on over yeah. here. Well, he didn't direct the prequels, you know what I mean? Let's, let's take a look at some movies. <laughs> They're his fault directly. <laughs> some movies that Kathleen Kennedy has produced. She is the sole producer on many of these movies. She made them, she willed them into existence. Okay. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Future, well, I like Jurassic The Park. Sixth Sense, <gasps> E.T., Gremlins, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Adventures of Tintin, <laughs> Hook, The Color CGI. Purple, Twister. Oh, Hook is so good. Hook. Like, <laughs> Hook is, I will die on Hook. On the hill, Hook. <laughs> like, as if, Kat, like, I don't know, the way people talk about Kathleen Kennedy, like, she isn't, like, Literally one of the most influential filmmakers of the last mm. hundred years is so wild. To oh, me. it's cut. They don't care about women until they get to hate them. That's well, yeah, exactly. I hate yeah. to break it to you. That's why. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to say the same breath. They just recently appoint, I think, uh, Jennifer Lee, the filmmaker from the two Frozen movies, I think is a. I don't know if she's like the top executive. Right, because it was. Now, I think she's. It was John Lasseter for a, a long time. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Maybe it might not be Pixar. Maybe it's just like, you know, Disney Animation Studios. Disney well, he got yeah. John Lester was yeah. in charge of Walt Disney Animation for a long time too. Um, although there might have even been somebody since him. I think Jennifer Lee is the head right now. But I can't. That's dope. I can't remember. That's cool. yeah. I can't remember if she replaced John Lasseter or if there was somebody else even before. I think in that between. It, yeah. I think it was Johnny Boy. Um, not to make light of John Lasseter, but yeah, yeah, because he wasn't fired or anything for it coming forward that he was kind of a creep. No, I mean right? he like, wasn't that just like. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how you define it. It wasn't like you're fired, but it was like. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like really don't you think yeah. you should step yeah. down? Like you can still get an executive producer retired. on some stuff, and yeah. he kind of stepped out. Like it's yeah. just that kind of. It's thing. the same thing at like Bon Appetit over the summer, right? 
Sam. Um, okay, so we're uh, well, creeping up on two and a half hours on this podcast. Yes. So. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh. Classic. Keisha, uh, okay, you... but in what reality was yeah. it not? <laughs> this was always going to be a, yeah. a three-hour boy. Yeah, uh, it's inevitable. Keisha, well, start doing if you enjoyed this conversation, uh, you should join us on our Discord. We talk about a lot of stuff. Still talking about fruit, going strong, talking about fruit there. Uh, but also <laughs> other things... Maybe we'll talk about Star Wars. Maybe there's some people out there who feel the same way I feel about uh, The Last Jedi, and we can talk. Yours is kind <laughs> of I a weird yell. take, Keisha, that I have not really heard from anybody before. Okay, well, thank you. I'm original. That, yeah. that is anyway, not bad, but Discord. not good in the way that you're thinking of. <laughs> right. Join our Discord in the link in the description. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what movies you might want us to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about Marriage Story. Uh, give us a like. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at NoNerdsPod. You can follow Jackson at Jepperpack. You can follow Adeline at Hollaback Horse. And our lovely guest, Elon Hernandez, is here. Elon, please tell us anything you would like to plug. Um, I, I, my Instagram, IJH32. I, um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Elon J. Hernandez. Those are really kind of, you know, Facebook, if any of you guys still use that. You just find me on Facebook, too. Um, Do you have I a MySpace? I do not know, unfortunately. Um, Elon is like the best at <laughs> introspective looks on everything, so you should follow him. Absolutely, he's just very—he's very observant, and he's good at it. <laughs> I, I I try to be. I also I try to post more now. I I don't know why. I just don't really that much today. But like, I, I want to try to do more about movies and stuff right now. I'm really excited for the Oscars this weekend. That'll be fun. Um, I enjoyed your guys' chat on the last episode of Santa Metal about kind of the Oscar roundup and stuff. So right. the one I didn't yeah, see who's was your pick the, for number of the one? best picture lineup was The Father. And I was very interested to hear <laughs> right. your guys' takes on that. So still... if I'm able to see it before the ceremony, <laughs> right. that would be fun. I got to see – I still haven't seen Minari and I still haven't seen The Father because they're not showing anywhere in Salt Lake City. And I have to pay the Ooh. freaking 20 bucks mm. to watch it. I, saw... I saw both of those. Yeah. I loved Minari. I thought Minari Me was too, great. Yeah. I, I saw Minari it. for my birthday, actually. I Last ah. week, I went to a movie theater to see something for the first time like over a year. And I was like, you know, see a movie and right. check one off of my best picture list. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was really it was really cool. I really loved it. Uh, so I think that Nomadland will probably win. But yeah, I we'll think see. so, too. I enjoyed I it. What's your, what, if, if you could pick, who, who would you want to win? Well, you know what's weird? I tried the other day because I know that um, the way they vote for Best Picture is the whole preferential ballot mm-hmm. thing where you rank, mm-hmm. in this case, the eight um, instead of just winner take all. So I tried to sort of take myself through that the other day mm-hmm. and I was like having such a hard time like going through the eight and like ranking all of them because I just think that all of them this year are just so unique and distinctively have really unique, distinctive strengths that I all really liked. So mm-hmm. um, I would say I, I don't, I don't, disagree with i'm not going to be bummed to see what's probably the inevitable of nomadland <laughs> right. winning but um i'm pissed that nomadland won <laughs> i would love to see minari win though they ruined yeah, the Oscars. i loved minari like it was just there were minari not to make this even longer but i saw it with my <laughs> sister and there's this i'm so sorry <laughs> there's okay. a scene in minari where the grandmother brings home like brings to America just like bags and bags of ingredients that you can't really find in just loose plastic bags. And that is so much of the Asian immigrant experience that I've never like seen on screen before. And then she makes her grandson a tea with like really expensive ingredients. 
and then he pours it down the drain. And my sister literally poured down $100 worth of soup that was this much <laughs> because she didn't like how it tasted. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was incredible to see that on the screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm so that's, that's such a shared experience to be like, drink this, I can't, it's disgusting. Well, it's expensive and it's good for you, so you have to. <laughs> Has there been any hot onion water representation in cinema before, Keisha? Not of? that I've seen yet. Okay. Not that I've seen, this was close. There probably were some green onions right, in right, that right. guy. Uh, was it, uh, yeah, obviously I'm a Sound of Metal boy. I'm a Sound of Metal head. I guess Sound that's as, ska, as good of a stand name as I can think of for Sound of Metal. Uh, next week, it is, yeah. Next week we are going to be doing Mortal Kombat, the movie, not the activity. Oh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> with with Sedge from Cosmonaut Tabletop, and unless I don't know, I feel like there's not quite as much of a groundswell for Mortal Kombat as I was expecting. There's a reality where maybe we pivot and try something else. I don't know. But I think we're going to do Mortal Kombat. Maybe it'll be fun. Um, and yeah, we we're, did the plugs. We're not okay. playing the video game. We're watching the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> would you guys like to hear a one-star review of The Last Jedi? Yes, and this podcast. I was lucky that I actually <laughs> found this pretty quick, but I didn't have to dive too deep into whatever this would look like. <clears throat> this person gives it one star, and they say, The cinematography slaps hard as fuck. But they did slaughter the story, though. Good cinematography does not equal good art. That's like if I'm giving you the best sexual pleasures that you've ever had, but at the same time, I'm whispering some demonic shit in your ear with my eyes rolled up. Yeah, no thank you. One star. Why? Why would you say that? Why would you write that and put on the internet? Why would you think that? Wow. Wow. Why do you think it's like that? (laughs) Well, oh my God. I guess. Just because you American doesn't mean you American should. (laughs) Oh my glory. Anyway, my name's Jackson McMurray. My name's Adeline McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And I'm Elon Hernandez. And this continues to be No Nerds Allowed. Keep it salty out there, sailors. Yeah. Bringing it back. <laughs> no. Keeping it going. This yeah, was you, longer you than the movie. Forgot. This was, this <laughs> podcast was longer than the film. And we didn't even talk about the whole yeah, movie. That, that, <laughs> that must have happened before, right? This can't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs>